What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters. We have a special episode for you today. Here we've got a, a special guest, Nick Dragilli from World Class Trainers, is going to be chatting it up with me and PJ here and uh, giving you some inside info on a lot of topics that are hot right now in bodybuilding. And Nick has his own podcast. Tell him, tell him about your podcast, Nick. Well, first off, thanks for having me on, PJ. Um, so my podcast, I have several different episodes within my YouTube. Um, I just started, the newest one is The Nick's Corner, and that's just literally just me, you know, touching base on pretty much all types of subjects, all variety of things. It's not strictly bodybuilding. Um, it's it's kind of like me venting about just certain things I have points of view on, and it's not political, and I don't have anyone else's opinion on there, because... I want to be by myself on that one because if I say anything a little hairier on the gray side, I don't want someone else to feel obligated that they have to agree or whatever and go along with what I'm saying. So Dom Cardone helps me out on my other show. Um, then we do a bodybuilding and bullshit thing. It's it's every week. And then also I do like interviews and I have training. Um, but the bulk of my, my podcasts are pretty much interviews with uh, individuals from our sport, men and women. And it's literally anybody. And um, it's hard to get people on that channel. I don't think people realize how much effort I put into that because these guys don't want to go on channel. They don't want to talk. They don't. They never and, do. Yeah, they're introverts. They don't want to share much about their life. You know, they don't even want to talk to me. You know, they they shrug me off. But I'm very persistent within. I I keep harassing them. Eventually, they come on, or I offer them money. You know, usually the money works. And um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, that's where it's at. You know, but. Uh, I really love doing it, though. It's a lot of fun. It's getting to know all these people on a more personal level, and you know, it's good information. It's good media for everyone to watch. So, one thing about uh, Nick to our listeners that don't know him that that I like is he pretty much calls it how it is, and and a lot of people like really enjoyed Rich Piana because they thought he was so real, you know, and <laughs> he's he's so real. And I always found that to be kind of irritating because. You know, and I know people are going to get upset whenever I say this. People get upset, but he was an idiot, and he put out really bad information. So I guess he yeah. was real, but yeah. the information that he put out was so bad. So when I do my podcast, most like ninety percent of what we do is on steroids, and it's kind of boring to me. But at least I'm putting out accurate information to help people, and that's one thing that I really like about the stuff that you do. You know, you're putting yeah. out accurate info, but most people don't want to talk about any of that stuff. You know, it's like. Wow. No. When I was in Colombia, I, I told you the story. It was like me, Akeem, Eric Ramirez, Victor Martinez. We're all on the stage. And when people were asking questions about like dieting and stuff like that, you know, everybody would, would have their own opinion or training, how they like to train. Then there was the guys that wanted to know about steroids. Like if you put a bunch of bodybuilders in, in the room, especially in another country where they may not know like what's okay to talk about and what's not, they all want to know about the steroids, you know? So when those questions came up, it was so funny. Everyone got dead quiet. <laughs> And they all looked at me. And, and and what I thought was the funniest about it is not only did they all look at me, Akeem handed me the microphone and Victor goes, PJ. And I was like, I took the microphone and I answered all the juice questions because I don't care. You know, I'd rather yeah. them learn and do it the right way than, than just do, guess. Do you think it's because they compete? I know. You, I, they don't, you don't know one. They don't know enough. I, I think, well, that's definitely part of it. <laughs> um, I think that there's like this. Because I was a little bit like this when I was competing, and then towards the end, I started speaking. And I remember yeah. Dave, Dave was like, "You're, you're never going to play swell ever again. You keep you're you're too honest on your radio show." <laughs> and I was like, "But I'm not putting out anything that anyone else isn't doing." Right. Um, but he was like, "They all listen to that show." And I remember there was this one show where I talked about Rob Ewells, right? And I fucking always hated Rob Ewells. And I hate him. <laughs> so the worst human being ever. He's just a, a fake fuck. So I yeah. was like. 
I was talking about how like there's certain people that go and pose for certain people. Like everyone goes and pose for poses for Weinberger, but there was right. a bunch of people that were posing for Maz. And if Maz like asked you to pose, you didn't want to not go. No, so I was driving far as fuck to his gym. Excuse my language, but I keep swearing to, to to go pose for him. And Rob Ewells would show up every time, right? Oh, and it would irritate God. me so bad because he would show up. He was working for Cintas at the time. So he'd show up in his little Cintas outfit with a coffee for Maz, right? And he would go, eight equals just like you like, Maz. And I, and it always just like stuck in my head as so, so fucking lame, right? Now you know this guy's equal number. So, yeah, so I on the radio show, I so I beat – uh, Rob Ewell's at Eastern USA is that year, right? So I win the heavyweights, and then they gave the, 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 the overall to the light heavyweight, which is like atrocious fucking bullshit. So I go, I, I go to fucking, happens. I go to nationals, and, um, Rob Ewell's, um, play, I placed like ninth, and Rob Ewell's places 13th. Then the next year, he does, fucking usas and gets like fourth north americans and gets like third and i right. and i was like first of all he's the same as he was last year and i said this he on the radio show i go they add him in at the end too which was irritating the fuck out of me like they call out four or five and there'd be a pause because i was at all the shows covering the shows with palumbo and then they'd yeah. be like and number whatever and it'd be rob yules and i'd be like give me a fucking break and so I, I finally voiced my opinion after he was in the top five like three times and I go, maybe if I was bringing fucking the, the, the judges' coffees with eight equals, then I would fucking get better placings. <laughs> and Dave was like, I can't believe you said that on the radio. And I was like, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. at, at, the, at the Olympia, Maz f- comes up behind me, gives me a kidney shot. By the way, me and Maz are really cool now. So, like, right. somebody will probably tell him this, and he'll get mad until he listens to it and sees that it's funny. So he, like, gives me a legit kidney shot where I'm like, ah, and I turn around. Like, somebody just fucking punched me. And he's like, he's like, you think you're fucking funny? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, everyone knows I take my coffee with eight equals. And I was like, you listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. And he was, like, really, really mad. And... um in the end, I made him a peace offering, which well, I'm definitely not going to talk about on the radio. That made him very happy at the after party. And well, um, now we well, became like buddies but over now, there. But now you go to Bev's gym and see Steve, and he's fucking all over you. So what did you ever do wrong to them, technically? I mean, you're very open. You're honest. You make, you make them money. You support them. So at the end of the day, I mean, you, you never did anything bad, supposedly, then. You know, right? No, I mean. They accept you. It's like. I know it's obviously different now because I pay for all their shows. Well, of course. Yeah, no, you I know, know that. But, I mean, they, they, it's not like they're shying away from me. No, I mean, I, I even said to, to Mr. Mannion, I was like, can I just talk to you private? And I felt like he's the kind of guy that would appreciate this. I go, did I ever say or do anything that made you mad when I was competing? And he was like, no. And, and I, I go, are you sure? I go, because I got, like, blatantly screwed at some of my shows. Now, there were shows where I didn't deserve to win. But, like, there yeah. was a Nationals one year where uh, I'm Fred Smalls won, right? And, and, and yeah. he actually – I went up to him afterwards, and I, and I shook his hand. And he goes, man, I, I don't understand. He's like, when you, when you weighed in, I told my wife, like, damn, P brought some crazy conditioning this year. He's like, and I knew that you were going to get called out with us. And then you got called in the second call out. And we were all kind of shocked. And Juan had said the same thing. Right. And um, I was like, oh, it is what it is. And then I shot the next day with Muscle Mag. And me and Juan shot. Juan got second place. And Greg James was like, wait a minute. He was second and you were ninth? He goes, how? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. He looks great on stage. And he goes, but he goes, I can't even understand. He goes, to me, you're, you blow him away. I go, I blow him away, away right now in the gym when it doesn't matter. I go, don't get me wrong. Right. I thought I should have been with those guys too. But after right, that, right. I started being like, okay, there's obviously a huge discrepancy between where I'm at and whatever I'm saying. And, and I kind of got turned off to it. But, but you, 
you know, you you did what it t- took to get your pro card, and you got it at USA's, right? Yeah, USA's, yep. What year was that, 2014, 15? 14, yeah. I did it in uh, 2012, and I took second the first time. And then I lost because I had gyno, supposedly. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then 14, uh, 13, I got an infection. I didn't compete. I missed all the shows. And then uh, 14, I came back and... I did like Easterns or what? I don't remember what a show was. It was like some show up in upstate New York to qualify, and then I did USA's like a week later. What'd you um, weigh? At, what'd you weigh at that USA's? The year I won, I was um, two fifty eight or something, two fifty five, I think. What? Um, and, and then, and then um, when I did my first pro show, which was like a year and a half later, I was two seventy five on stage. Damn! How tall are you? Six one. Six one. So you're t- he's very tall for bodybuilding, but p- but yeah, people need to understand. For starters, everyone lies about what they weigh at these shows. Yeah. So yeah. to be to be two fifty on stage is is massive. And yeah. Yeah. what I remember when the first time I'd ever heard about you was from a kid you might actually be friends with, but he he was such a fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> was uh, Phil Viz. <laughs> and he was like going off about you on the board, oh, on the God. boards, because the way that he did it was so dumb. Because I was talking about Evan, right? Right. And like I was really, really good friends with Evan, and I have nothing but love for Evan now. Unfortunately, like business kind of like separated yeah. us. But um, you know, he was always always a, a great guy, and I, I you know, I, I, people used to say that I like sucked his dick, but he was just my good friend. I thought it was a really know, good, really good people. Oh shit, though, it's ridiculous. So so. Uh, on the boards back then, I was on the boards all the time. This is going back to like freaking two thousand six, two thousand seven, and um, you know, uh, like Evan was starting to be real active on the MD boards. He, he was, you know, he he, he was a p- very popular on the boards. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight, um, maybe it was even a little later than that. Phil Viz was like, I have a young kid that I'm working with. In the gym, that's like I don't know what you were twenty years old or twenty one years yeah, old, baby. And he was like, he's gonna blow Evan away. And I was like, that's just a dick way to say it. Yeah. And then he cold. showed he showed your pictures, and I was like, you, you know, there was a lot of similarities, you know, to right. your physiques. But I was like, damn, the kid is really big. But I think the way that Phil Viz did it made everyone hate him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has the worst, worst, worst like following ever, and no one likes him. You know, because he's just the way he goes about things. It's such a cocky and arrogant way of saying it. Was he actually training you? No, no. I met Phil at my. Okay, so I got kicked out of high school and I went to the gym for my first job when I was fifteen. What'd you get kicked out of high school for, if you don't mind me asking? (laughs) I told this story on one of my podcasts. It's actually a pretty long and depth story, but the end of the result was I I tried to kill my teacher. I got arrested for uh, assault awesome. <laughs> when I was 16 years old, but um, yeah, that's not exactly the best story to tell. But... Welcome to Blackstone Labs. Sounds like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Josh uh, actually got kicked out of school for having sex with his teacher. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I would not bang that teacher. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Catholic school, man. You literally couldn't do anything. Oh, oh you try to kill a Catholic school teacher? Well, that's kind of understandable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Start <laughs> you with that ruler and shit. <laughs> you didn't have, like, your shirt untucked without getting detention. You know? Oh, it was, yeah. It was, oh, I got yeah. tortured, though. I was literally tortured in that school. I believe it. Um, what, what the story. hell did you ask me? Oh, Phil. I met <laughs> Phil because I was the weight boy at the gym, and he would come into the gym every fucking day like three times a day he didn't do anything he just worked out every fucking day and this kid was just talking my ear off every day and at the time i just got done running track and field so i was still doing like 
power exercises, strength and conditioning stuff. And he's like, oh, that's so gay. He always made fun of me. And I was like, dude, I'm like, I don't want to fucking bodybuild. That's gay. Like, that's so, I'm not wearing a banana hammock on stage. And he would just harass me. And eventually I made a bet with him. I'm like, I'm going to fucking do a show and win. And he's like, you, he's like, you can't do bodybuilding. I mean, never done it before. And I won my first show as a teen at like 17. <laughs> and then I did teen nationals, got smoked. And then, um, do you, that's remember, when do you remember who won that, that year? Uh, teen nationals? Yeah. Um, like the overall? Yeah, I'm just curious because I like a lot of the teen guys. Like you never hear from them ever again, and then you have like your Cody Montgomery. The only one that's still around from that year is Mitchell Stats. Okay, and I, don't I don't know if you know him. No. He's like a two twelve guy, and uh, James Seymour or something won that year. I think huh. uh, it was like the year right right after Jason Huh. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Jason Huh was like a little puny, little nothing there. He was yeah, like a yeah. well Walter or something. I remember. Yeah. But that was yeah. But that's how I met Phil, and then me and Phil lived down the street from each other, of of course. And then I saw the kid all the time. But um, I just known him for a long time. Like we never were like best friends. We would say pretty close over the years because we had a lot of mutual friends. That's how Jersey is, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we end up in the same places, going out the same fucking gyms all the time. Like you just don't get away from people here. So that's how that happened. Now, now, did did somebody was somebody helping you? When you got your pro card? So, <laughs> I was worth... I, I first started out with John O'Regan. That's how I think I kind of met you. Everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone big in the history of fucking the Northeast bodybuilding somehow has a connection to John O'Regan. For real. It's true, though. He's had everybody. Dude, Dallas, McCarver, everyone. Yep. He always found the big... And he would... Because I was like an OG with O'Regan. It was like me. It was like... Do you remember um, Casey... Uh, what the fuck's his last name? Kabelka. Kabelka. So yeah, it was like me. You're still good friends. Me, Casey, and then Jeff Long and uh, Chris. Le- yeah, Chris. Chris LeCompte. Fakri was even working with him back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like we would all meet down at 19th Street Gym. Yep. And and he would be like, this is how he would start it. He'd be like, wait to see this new kid that I'm working with. And it'd be some like 19 year old like Nick Trujillo type fucking kid. That you'd be like, where'd you find these monsters? Yeah, he finds everybody. He does. He's everybody. like a talent scout. He's really good at it though. He, he finds is. all the talent. But no one ever. I, and and it's sad. I actually went back to him later in life, and he actually told me he appreciated this. No one ever fucking stays with him. No, no like one everyone leaves him. And you know what? After working with Dave Palumbo for a few years, I went back to him and I was like, I just want you to know, you're just a much better guy than Dave Palumbo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I went with him, you know. Evan talked me into working with him to further my career. Dave, Dave will be like, ah, I did everything for PJ. What do you? Well, I don't of know course. why you're saying that. Of course, but of course. like John Oregon, I do think cared about the yeah. people that he was helping. He was just yeah. kind of reckless with his doses of that. Yeah, I mean, he just. I mean, if you told him to go hardcore, I mean, that's that's what he gave you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the the day that I decided I didn't want to work with him anymore was I, I, I was already kind of questioning some of the things he, he was doing. I was in college, and I was starting to educate myself a lot. And he wanted me to do Anadrol and D-Ball at the same time. And I was like, I just don't understand why. I, I do it all the time. And he was like, you know, you, you said that you want to take it to the next level. This is what you have to do. And I was like, well, I don't want to die. You know? <laughs> you think that'll kill you? Yeah, nah, I don't know that'll kill you, but it certainly is unnecessary. Oh, I do it all the time yeah. just for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like kill. the ultimate pre-workout stuff. So John O'Regan started with... And then, um, yeah, so then um, I began to get more educated myself, kind of like you did, because I was like, you know what? I can't put this, this, this destiny in someone else's hands. I'm going to have to learn eventually, so I might as well start now. And then um, I started working with Fakri after that. I was with John for a while, though, PJ. Yeah, I was with I him for like 
four or five years probably. I remember. And then I met Fockery at a show when I went to just hang out and watch a show. And um, he was prepping, I think, um, not Cardone, but maybe someone friends with Cardone. And I met him backstage, and we just hit it off. And then I got his number, and we just stayed in touch. And then he kind of helped me peak for uh, Junior Nationals in 2011. And because um, Atlantic States, where I lost to Max Charles, that was like 2011. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I was like a water buffalo. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to peak my body at all. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And um, I was just reading shit online, like to, on bodybuilding.com. <laughs> so I fucked that up. And then Fockery said, let me help you. And then I came into Junior Nationals. I took six. And then that's when I first started working with Fockery full time. And then I took second at USA's the next year. Um, and then uh, the following year, I got fucked up. I didn't compete. And then I did USA's the following year, and I won. With, uh, with Fockery? So no, so me and Fockery had a really bad falling out, just like everybody else in Fockery. Yeah, and it, you know it was something so stupid. He told me George Farrer was his cousin. I don't know <laughs> if he ever told you this, but so George Farrer hit me up on like whatever social media was popular at the time, and I told Fockery, I'm like, George wants to help me, and Fockery's like, oh yeah, George can keep an eye on you. He's my cousin. He's like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, George wants to meet up for workouts for MD and stuff. And at the time, Fockery was with Flex mm-hmm. or something like that. And we couldn't do videos together. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, I, he's like, I don't care. George is my family. It doesn't make a difference. So then I started getting really popular with George just because we're doing videos together. And George wasn't my coach. I was just doing it for publicity for myself because yeah. Farrah sucks everyone's dick the right way. Yeah, that's like, a George move. Yeah, yeah. So I was just doing it for myself politically. And, and I'm like, told Fockery that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. What I have to do for you know to get my pro card, I'm just going to do it for George, you know, to get the publicity. He's like, "Go ahead." So then, when it came down to it, Fockery was really taking it personal and got pissed and went off on me and was like, "You're not telling people I coach you. You're not talking about me." And the article says that George preps you, and it was all fucked up. So me and him had a really bad falling out, and I ended up doing North Americans, um, 2000 and oh god, I don't know where fucking year that was by myself. Oh, 2012. It was right after that. We had a big falling out. So I ended up prepping myself. I took fifth, and that was where Dallas McCarver turned pro. Mm-hmm. And O'Regan was there with Dallas, so O'Regan kept an eye on me, and then I fucked it up. I, I messed up. And um, and then and then for 2014, George was like, hey, let me just keep an eye on you. And he's like, I'll do the right thing by you for Jim and Steve. We'll go to the gym and pose for him. But, you know, you prep yourself. I'll keep an eye on you. And that's what I did. And then I turned pro there. Um, I just kept George for political reasons. That's the only reason I kept him. When you com- when you competed as a pro, did somebody coach you for that? Yeah. So when I turned when after I turned pro, Phil was like, you know, you should do a show right away, and I was like, fuck that, I am done. Like I'm not doing shit. So I took a year off, and then Atlantic City Pro came up. It was the first year for it, and nobody was in it. Literally nobody was in it. So I was prepping myself. And then Phil was like, um, I'm going to be down there with my other guy, and blah, blah, blah. I'll keep an eye on you. So me and Phil started doing some videos and stuff together. And I, I prepped myself, but Phil just kept an eye on me there. Mm-hmm. And then um, Phil helped me peak for that show. And then all of a sudden, Branch Warren jumped in. Cedric McMillan jumped in. Um, all these other Olympian guys. I ended up taking fifth. Um, and then that show was basically Phil helped me. But most of the time, I just did it myself, man. I really didn't rely on anybody. I didn't need to. It was very easy for me to get in shape. It was not uh, a science experiment. I would take certain things and eat a certain way, and I just got in shape. I didn't have to do much cardio or manipulate things, and I wasn't like a you know a stubborn person to get in shape. So it was very easy. When when you were starting to do your own thing at the end, were you coaching anybody yet? So 
I've always coached people. I just never charged anybody for it because I knew I couldn't dedicate myself to it. But I always liked the coaching aspect of it. But I always tell people, like, I'm, I'm worrying about myself right now. I'm being selfish. I don't care about your mm-hmm. show, really. <laughs> and that's why I never did it full-time because I know I can never be a, a, compet- a competitor and a coach. I don't know how people do that. I, I really don't. I, like, I, Matt, I, it's extremely difficult. I think it's really retarded how he does all that shit, but... <laughs> Um, uh, that's yeah. just my opinion. I mean, he's not that good of a competitor. Though, so. No. <laughs> so, of the guys that you worked with, are you on good terms with those guys now? Uh, Fockery and everybody? George? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I talked to Fockery. I mean, he came to my show like a couple weeks ago. Um, me and Fockery are good now. We laugh about it. Yeah. Um, me and George, you know, George is weird. I don't feel like I ever got close to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not like a very personable person. No. He just... He's very out there, and me and Fockery, we've, we've hung out before. We've gone out together, you know. Like he's he's chill, like a, he's on my level. But uh, me and Phil don't really talk at all anymore. Um, he's just there. He just like he just puts his two cents in when he feels yeah. like. I just, he just he's not a, the problem with this is he's really got a lot of bad energy around him. Yes. I know it sounds really cheesy. No, he does. I I know. But, he doesn't say anything ever the right way. He presents himself with such like a jerk off. And I had him on a first couple episodes when I first started doing this because I thought it would help me. And it literally made people, made people run away from me. So I got so many negative feedback. I got so many emails like, get that crackhead off your show. He's so fucking <laughs> annoying. He's so, he, he thinks he knows everything. And I'm like, all right, well, goodbye. You know? Did you ever notice that he has a hard time like looking you in the eye? Very weird. Super he's always, weird. Doing, he's always good. doing. Yeah, always. He used to irritate you, the fuck out of me. If you watch my videos with him, he talks like this the whole time yes. in the podcast. <laughs> 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 you won't look at the camera. Yeah, he, I can go like this to his face. I'm like, dude, the camera's right there. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was a time where finally I kind of like, I had not liked him anyway from some stuff that he said on the boards. And then we were oh. competing against each other in a show. And he, and so he like walked over to me to talk to me, but he was standing kind of like sideways looking away the whole time. And I was already kind of not liking him for some shit that he said on the boards. And I remember being like, hey, what the fuck are you looking at, man? And like looking in the direction that he was looking, and there was nothing really over there. He just really—he's like the perfect example of like would you ever call somebody squirrely? Oh yeah, he's very squirrely. Oh man. Um, so if somebody put you on the spot and they were like, of all those guys, if you had to be coached by one, Oriagan, Fakri, George, who would you pick? Mm. I mean, I really like John, but John can't prep you. He can get you big, <laughs> he can but he can't kick you in shape. Um, so those first show, I'd pick Fockery 100%, even though he's excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with, you know, I, not that you're, you're not short, so I can say this. I don't think anyone's short in there. But short guys have no idea how to prep tall people. I, I, it's, it's way different. <laughs> it really is, though. It, it, I metabolize food way different than a short person. And it's, it's I lose different. my legs very yep. fast. I lose my arms very fast. So... There's like a fine like tooth uh, comb I don't go over with cardio. Like I can't. I love that you're saying that because we have a kid here that's probably like four eleven, maybe five feet tall. His name they is, have an advantage. His name is Sammy, and he's a very, very, very good bodybuilder. Right. Um, and his best friend, uh, Dane, is the kid that I did the whole Project Freak series on, and he is a solid six feet tall. Oh, that tall. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. He's a freak. And, and so – Sammy would be like, oh, he's 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 not doing enough cardio. He's not. I, I was doing du- double sessions of cardio when you helped me, and I'm like, dude, you're a welterweight, five foot tall guy. It's going to be completely different for what you're yeah. doing. Like, and and like Dane, when when I started pushing the cardio, 
his legs <laughs> his legs started getting skinny, and so I realized yeah. I was like, I have to feed him way way more. Yeah. And figure out how to do this with food over excessive cardio and stuff. Where little Sammy, I'd be like, just go do more cardio. You know, yeah, <laughs> his legs are never going to suck in. No, it's it's, it's so it is very very different. And a lot of people yeah. will say that this is bro science, but it's not. It, it's it is very very different. Yeah, I mean, you also look at their limbs. Like his legs are stubby and short, mm-hmm. so they're not going to ever. Look, even if they were stringy, they're not going to look stringy. If he has that much muscle on them. Yeah, you can't look stringy at that height. And it's funny because no. if you think about no. guys that have prepped with Fakri, he has some very good short guys. Like on on all short. Aaron Clark, when he was working with Thackeray, was good. Was yeah. Dom- Dominic was working with him, right? Yeah, Dominic How was. How tall yeah. is Dominic? 5'8", uh, 5'9". Five, five, and that's for a bodybuilder, that's a little even. That's advertising. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not short if you're 5'8 in bodybuilding. So when, when I got with Thackeray, he would try to do me two hours of cardio on the Stairmaster. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to have a bird legs when I get on stage. Yeah. I cannot do that. Like, my legs aren't the ginormous leg to begin with, and I can't do it. You know, and when we did that for June, we did it for Junior Nationals. I was down to 230. I lost 25 pounds in two weeks. Damn. 10 days. And I was a string bean on stage. If we look at Junior National photos, my right. legs were like bird legs. Was that the one, like was that the one where you had like almost like kind of like the Chuck Liddell haircut? Yeah, ma- yeah, I think it was that. <laughs> I think it was I'm, that. I'm trying to, I was looking at all your contest pictures last night. The shaved head was when you won USA's, right? No, that was 2012. Because the, shave, had, the shaved head were the, thick. I had, I had the parted hair for 2014. Oh, okay, all right. So the, the the shaved head, you were very thick. Yeah, that was 2000. That was my best look. Um, and then there was when you I, when you were younger, you had like, you know, like the the high fade, like the you know, like yeah. the, you know, like it, I wouldn't call it a mohawk, but it's like you know, it's like more military almost looking. Yeah. Cut. That one you could see that your legs were skinnier and 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 your look was was not as dense. And the no. the bald head ones. Um, some of your front double buys you could see had a lot more thickness through your legs and stuff. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of of your hair longer and parted. And I, I actually thought those were pictures of you when you were I a pro. I didn't look good when I turned pro. I didn't look good at all. I just there's just nobody there to be honest. Who was second? <laughs> Who was second at that show? Um, maybe John Ward. Oh, big I John think. Ward. Yeah. Um, there was I, a lot of on that show though. Like Akeem was there. Yeah. It was Dan. Uh, not Dan Necker. Um, it was Akeem, John Ward, Eddie Barakas. Um, fuck, man. There was so many. Like the top eight now are all pro. That's how crazy that show was. But no one was in shape. Dusty Hanshaw. Dusty was in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of good guys in that show. Yeah. And I was I was the only one I was remotely in shape. I was like probably ninety percent at that show. Yeah, um, because for a while the the super heavyweights were there was all these tall fucking guys. Yeah, but they yeah. had a lot of odd physiques. And yeah, no one, no one flowed at all. Like Dusty's had a really odd looking shave. Well, and, um, John Ward had like no like oomph to him. Yeah, you know? like he, yeah. you know, he was good, but like there was no like oomph. And then you I had, feel like, bad, dude. Ever since that show, he hasn't placed. <laughs> really? Like, I, don't, I stopped. I stopped pay, paying attention to to a lot a lot of the guys competing now. Um, yeah, I don't care about anybody. Really. That's what happens uh, when you when you follow my friends. Yeah, that's it. It's like I talked to a lot of guys that played like. D1 football and stuff like that and they're like their football was their life and now they're like they don't even know anything about the NFL or anything they're like ah oh, once I stop playing I, I stop paying attention that I think when you're when you're in it bodybuilding you're kind of looking at all your competition and everything else and once you stop doing it it's yeah. all just kind of like jumbles together like I don't give a yeah. fuck about how much unless it's doing. like you just said unless it's your friend or if it's somebody you're yeah. coaching the only people I follow on the professional circuit are people I know personally that I just want to see how they did yeah. I don't really don't care who wins a show I don't give a fuck um doesn't affect my life, so I really don't care to even stress about it or think about it. 
Well, so. I mean, we could talk about all this forever, and, and, and I don't want to drag this on forever because I want us to talk about what you're doing now. So now, um, the reason that we're even having this podcast is, so now you are coaching, and I've started to run into some people that are coaching you, and um, everyone actually speaks highly of you as a coach, and um, I got to a point now with Blackstone where, and this is one of those things I'm going to say that's going to fucking hurt people's feelings, excuse my language, but now the, the, the supplement consumer is far more educated now than they were when we were competing. If you yeah. go back 10 years, if you could go back even, let's go back even farther. If you go back to like the late 90s, early 2000s, and you would see an ad for Ronnie Coleman and NL Explode, and you're like, holy shit, I got to take NL Explode. 100%, yeah. But now the consumer is so much more educated that they know this guy is just getting paid to be in this ad, and he doesn't even fucking take it. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that that has happened more and more and more. And the actual pro bodybuilder has become unfortunately obsolete as far yeah. as what he can do for your company with the exception to a Jay Cutler, a Phil Heath or a Kai Green. Yeah. And me and Jay had this conversation the other day and he was like, we were talking about, oh, I don't want to say his name. It'll cause fucking problems. So <laughs> we were talking about somebody who's getting a lot of hype right now, who is very, 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 very good. Yeah. And I said to Jay, cause Jay is a very, very straight shooter. And it's funny because I always looked up to Jay for two reasons. One, he was just a very good bodybuilder and, and he was somebody that you wanted to root for. I mean, he always yeah. brought so much size. And, and, and I think anybody that truly understands bodybuilding, first of all, he doesn't have bad genetics. He has phenomenal genetics, but with what he was going against, he was really maximizing yeah. his, his potential. But outside yeah. of that, Jim Mannion actually said this to me. He said, Jay Culler is the greatest businessman the sport has ever seen. And oh, that, yeah. that was what made me look up to Jay. So, like, a guy that I looked up to all those years, I wound up becoming good buddies with him when I retired. So I pick his brain on a lot of stuff. And I said to him, so this guy's got, like, a million followers now. And everybody thinks he's the, you know, the next Jay Culler. I was like, what do you think he's worth? Because I know he's going to get a lot of money. And should I go after him? He probably fits my demographic really well. And, yeah. Jay, and Jay's answer was... Nobody is worth what he's going to get. He goes, in this day and age, I don't even know if I'm worth that anymore. He goes, yeah. and unless you're Mr. Olympia, no one fucking knows who you are. He goes, do you think when you go into Vitamin Shop or GNC that, that the corporate guys know who that person is? He goes, they yeah. might know Mr. Olympia just because they've heard of Mr. Olympia. And may, right. maybe they'll be interested in that. But he's like, it all just comes down to their margins and, the, and what you're selling for and how your marketing is. And yeah. I was like, good, that's all I need to hear. you know. And yeah. so I, I decided to not pursue this person, although I do think the person is phenomenal. He's doing things really, really smart. Um, I also think he made a horrible decision with who he signed with, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> so um, fuck those guys, by the way, for the people that know who I'm talking about. In case anybody sold, didn't know yet, maybe you can piece it yeah. <laughs> so, um, so now what has become the real, real strong part to, to, to any company that's getting it like we do is the ambassador programs right and there's a company like first form for instance it's got thousands of ambassadors and people know first form for their ambassador programs and their contests and things like that they give like fifty thousand dollars away you know for their athlete search and you've got all these i call them foot soldiers right your local legends that in the gym people are going to see them and be like oh what's blackstone labs and when they talk about it they're all going to go and buy it and that's where the real value is now so Taking that to another level, if you've yeah. got somebody that's like a general to the foot soldiers, which would be a very good coach, <laughs> there's a lot of, of influence in that. So I was like, you know, I want to get a good coach. 
on Blackstone Labs. And there was a couple people that I looked at. And what made the decision very hard for me is that although I'm very much retired, I'm a coach still. And and I coach two people now, you know, that that are on the, that are on the team and it works for the company. You had, you had a huge program when you were, you were coaching people. You were, that was like your, you know, bread and butter then. Yeah. I was making for over three years before I started Blackstone Labs and made over six figures a year just through Facebook. And I was always very proud of, of what I was doing. And when I, when I stopped, this is, I always say this number on, on the radio show. I had 257 active clients, and of those 257, over 200 of them were women. And it is brutally fucking hard to train girls. It's just so fucking hard. Guys are fun. And if they are, like, into you and look up to you, you can be like, I want you to fucking go and scoop dog shit up tomorrow and eat it. <laughs> And, and, and they'll just do it. Yeah. Where girls, you have to deal with their boyfriend issues and their husband. Oh, so much. It's so, much. so much work. But I, I, in a two year period, I, I turned 18 girls pro and I had a really good thing going. And then Blackstone Labs just was financially the, the smarter way to go. And, and I, you know, I do miss yeah. coaching. But for me, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want a coach representing my, my company that puts bad information out or isn't good at what they do or isn't passionate about what they do. So that made it really difficult. And then a couple of guys that I know, uh, one one of them really the one that I, I would say, and I'll, I'll talk about him on the radio because it's not going to be any kind of conflict of interest, is DT from BPI, who I've known since I moved down here. So he had told me about a couple guys that he had talked to, and they're guys that have good track records, and um, that he decided that he wanted to go with you. And I was like, let me know how, how it all goes. And he, he actually consistently said more better things, and then he actually was – honest and said that he had fucked up at one point and he was behind. He was probably two weeks behind where he needed to be and that you, you know, customized everything and made him feel extremely important. One thing I really like about, about a good coach is that their clients will say, man, I feel like I was his only client that he was really going out on a limb for me. And that's extremely important. So when I got all the good feedback on you, I was like, you know what, I'm going to reach out and, and see if he's interested in, uh, in working with Blackstone labs. And he, he actually, like aggressively gave the two thumbs up behind it. So <laughs> while I was thinking, while I was thinking about it, this is all going to like work together now. While I was thinking about that, I started reading about um, hyaluronic acid and new forms of site injections and better than synthol, you know, things that are out there now that we didn't have when I was competing. And so I, I used painless pumps for the end of my career in my rear delts, and I, I'm always very open about it. And I show people pictures of how, how dramatically better my rear delts were when I was using it. Because a lot of yeah. people would be like, oh, you know, he has synthol in his arms. This. I'm like, no, I just have really big arms. I'm like, but yeah. I absolutely have painless pumps in my delts. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I actually learned from somebody who's got the roundest, most awesome shoulders around, and I'm not going to say his name, but everybody knows who he is, and he taught me how to do it. And it made me it made me realize that probably most of these guys are doing it too. They just don't ever want to talk about it. So I decided that I wanted to run this experiment, right? And so one of our guys, um, one of our Legion members, uh, Big Mike, um, turned me on to the Hydronics, right? Am I saying it right? Hydronics. Yeah, yeah, so hydronics, right? So yep. he brought in some and was like, if you, if I give this to you, will you post about it for Nick, right? And I was like, well, I'm not going to post about it until I figure out what it does first. And I had a bunch of my guys that work for me and other guys asking about it a lot. And I'm like, look, I'm retired. Before you guys go and fuck yourselves up, let me just fuck myself up first and see, <laughs> see what happens. Josh remembers because I was like, when I do things, I sometimes go way overboard. So... 
I was like, let's go. I'm going to do like a whole upper body workout and let's just hit like all of my, all of my, every muscle above my dick. (laughs) So how many, Josh was there. How many? I I, I walk into a room (laughs) and in this room is PJ, little Sammy and Billy, I believe. Yes. And thorough administration of. Hydronics yeah, so was, was happening. <laughs> How many CCs did I wind up doing? I honestly, I think I came in towards the back end, and I saw multiple three CCs. <laughs> yeah, I think that I did. Like honestly, so uh, let me just do math in my head real quick. I think I did. It was like twenty. I think I did CCs or something. Or something. <laughs> I think I did twenty-eight CCs. Twenty-eight CCs. Oh I knew it was over twenty. God. Yeah. So I did. I did my chest. Like three different areas. I did both heads of my biceps. I did the long head and the outer head of my tricep. I did my medial uh, delts, my posterior delts. And it was like intense. I couldn't dude. imagine what you felt. One of everything and one for good luck. Well, I so, went on two body parts at one time and that was uncomfortable. Oh, so so one thing that I learned, and I'm going to have you thoroughly explain this to everybody, is you need to drink way more water, right? Yeah. And well, I was, I'm surprised you even got a workout in with all that. In. Dude, I was so... I was dehydrated. I was dehydrated to begin with, and I don't think I put proper. I researched a little bit. It sounded exciting, right? And then I, Big Mike was like hyping it up so so fucking aggressively <laughs> that I was like, just just bring it to me for Christ's sake. Just right? just give me all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so and then he was even like freaked out by how much that I was doing. I was like, I'm just gonna train my whole upper body and see what happens. So I probably drank and like I only trained for like maybe like forty five minutes. I was just doing a bunch of supersets. I probably drank like a good half of a gallon of water and and like every set I was so fucking thirsty <laughs> that by the end of the workout I started getting a really really good pump. But I I needed to be far more hydrated when I went in there. So I right. came back to the office and one of the big things in the office is like you know a lot of the young guys they they'd like to see me compete again. It's just not going to happen. I I don't have the desire and I have too many injuries, but. One of the biggest things that made me retire in the first place was I have a, a torn rotator cuff on both sides. And because of the torn rotator cuffs, there's different heads that are torn on each side. But because of that, I, I ruptured completely the labrums on both sides too. So I have arthritis oh. on both shoulders. And, and now my, my posterior delts don't even fire anymore, right? So when I came back, everyone was like, dude, holy shit, your shoulders are like twice the size. <laughs> and... um I started looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, damn, they do actually look really good. Maybe I should were you just able, were you able to contract them when you were working out? Yeah. I was just oh, I, I just I, I know that I thoroughly needed to hydrate beforehand. So I was like, I gotta put a little more into this. So then the next time I did it the right way, I was like, We'll do one body part, we'll do it the right way, I'll hydrate way more. And yeah. that that one I came back in and Josh was like, dude, your shoulders are, are look crazy right now. Harder, vascular. We actually did the podcast that day and I was so amazed by the roadmap veins that I've, I've never seen in his shoulders. I've, I've seen him in his, in his t- stringer and shit for enough times to know that he usually doesn't have the roadmap <laughs> veins that he had after this. I was sitting here taking pictures so I could show him later, like, dude, you, you, you were <laughs> laughing and you had veins coming out that I've never seen before. <laughs> so, and then, so that, so then I, I went, Fabian was like taking pictures of me and I know you know Fabian. <laughs> From your from your old days, and I was oh, like, he was showing me the pictures, and I was like, holy shit, this stuff works really good. And I actually yeah. tagged you on Instagram that day, and I was like, yeah. I wrote, it works. Yeah. And so that that actually, so that put me put you back in my head again, and I was like, you know what? I was like, let me reach, let me reach out, 
And um, so then we started talking about, uh, you know, bringing you on. And I was happy. This is, this is, I think it's very important to lay all this information out. I was extremely happy when you said, I have no desire to compete anymore. And you said, I want to be known as a coach. I was super fucking happy because, A, I've learned now, and it was funny, back to Jay Cutler, he told me this years ago, I really don't need any more bodybuilders because I'm the bodybuilder. So even though I'm like, I'm not a pro, I'm going to go get these freak guys like Akeem, no one actually really cares, sadly. Like, they they believe in me because they know that I've designed the products, and so they want to hear it right from my mouth. They don't want to hear the guy that I'm paying to do it. So I was like really, really wanting a coach and you really wanted to to focus on your coaching. So I was like, this is, I feel like this is going to work out really, really good. And, um, you actually said that you wanted to prove yourself and, and, and show what you could do with all of your, your clients and your athletes. And and I I just had such a good feeling about it. And I was like, I want to bring you on. And, um, you know, this, by the time people listen to this podcast, we'll have already made the announcement because the announcement will be Thursday night, which is in a few hours. Um, but I'm like super excited about this because it is slightly controversial that I brought you to Blackstone Labs. And, yes. you know, me and you could talk for a whole nother pod- podcast on why people will think that, but I never shy away from controversy. And I, I actually, for me, I, I base things off of like what I know and the person that I know. And I've actually never had anything bad with you. There was actually a point where I was interested in, in signing you. And I think Aaron was too, but Aaron just yeah. was such a fuck. Yeah. Um, and he usually ruined everything. And, and, um, you guys first started. Yeah. First started. Yep. And I was renewing with muscle man. This is like a couple of years ago. Um, I, I, I remember I thought that you would have been a good fit and Aaron wanted a young guy too. But you know, and Aaron was just, for starters, he was very cheap and didn't want to pay anybody. Yeah, um, but he was very much, part of Aaron's motive was he just was so, like, jealous and hated me so much that it wasn't out yet. That he was like, you're, you're, you're not a bodybuilder anymore. He used to, like, really hammer it in. He'd be like, you're not a bodybuilder anymore. You know, you're not a pro. We need, we need a good young pro, someone like you. That's doing it. And so that's why, why Evan Santapani came to me for Prime Nutrition, who although I guess we're both like big Italian guys, outside of that, there really is no similarities between he and I. And sadly, it, it screwed up our friendship because we, we couldn't see eye to eye on anything, you know, from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. And then I, I think he thought that way of you, like, oh, well, well, Nick will be like the better version, the better younger version of you. But realistically, nobody, really wanted to do business with Aaron. I don't believe that Dallas McCarver wanted to do business Well, let me, let me, I want, I want to really seriously, ask, I had, now I have the opportunity to ask you this because I only know Aaron from RX Muscle mm-hmm. and Aaron from RX Muscle was a totally different person now. Mm-hmm. So I actually liked Aaron and RX Muscle. So did I. He was my best I, friend. He was awesome. And we always text each other. He was always a, a good guy. Mm-hmm. He always had good things to say, always motivated me, always gave me like the inside scoop on things. And then when he went to have a company with you, I was like, oh, wow, this going to be fucking really cool, actually. Like, somebody real now have a supplement company. Because at the time, we didn't have any real no. owner as supplement company. It was all, like, corporations and the guys you never saw behind the scenes. Yeah. So this is, like, the first company now that comes on board that has, like, PJ and Aaron. Like, they were, like, people I talked to. So I was excited about that part. And then when Aaron, as soon as I started the company, he just came the biggest fucking douchebag in the world. <laughs> and... And then this is how I looked at Dallas and why he picked Dallas. He likes to have full control, yep. have a puppet, and tell him what to do, not be talked back to, not be 
uh, more educated than him to be able to control everything and be like, no, this is how you do. And they say yes. Like jump. And Dallas basically said, you know, he told him to jump and Dallas said how high. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why he didn't take me because I was too controversial to him. And I would talk back and probably say something I don't like. And he didn't want that. And that's how I just saw it from afar. That is, you're you're hitting the nail right on the head, though. And and even even for the people that worked for Aaron, the biggest controversy in the company was that I not saying that this is the right way to run a business, but I befriend my employees, and right. he didn't want the employees to be friends with him. He wanted them to be fearful of him. And Lewis, the other day, who's head of my call center, told a story about how he said something that I guess Aaron didn't like, and Aaron walked over to him and goes, "You like your job." And, and Lewis was like, what? And he was like, do you like your job? How much do you like your job? And basically scared the fuck out of the kid. Like, you, you know, you open your mouth again, you're going to lose your job. And all he was doing was just speaking his opinion on something. And um, Can't put fear in people, man. Listen. That's, you know. But we were. Everybody was afraid of him. Everybody was, dude. And yeah. I, I would walk around apologizing to people for him all, all, all along. And, yeah, um, that's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Well, that's also why, though, when we split up, we all, we wanted to make sure that everyone had the impression at least that everything was fine with Blackstone Labs. This is something that he and I agreed on together, which we definitely didn't. And um, he, he sugarcoated every interview to make it like you guys were best friends. Yeah, well, now... now I was like, dude, PJ don't like you. I know for a fact he doesn't. Now, now like way you. more is going to keep coming out. So you'll, everyone will see. I just have to be selective with how I say things. <laughs> um, so... That when he when he left, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, and it's just a true story, so can't sue somebody for something that's the truth. Um, he said to everybody, you know, PJ and I have decided that, you know, PJ loves Blackstone Labs. It's his baby, and he wants to do Blackstone Labs until he, the day he dies. I have other interests, and I have other different th- ways that I want to go, and I have another company that I want to start. And if there's anybody that wants to come with me, nobody will take offense to it. Let's go now, and, you know, we're going to go start this company and everyone just stood there. <laughs> and the best part about it, and I always remember this too, because I have a kid that works for me that's, he's got horrible, horrible anxiety issues. And he's such a quiet, like nice, harmless kid. And he's the last person that you would think would say anything. So after like a minute or so of silence, one of my employees, Clay, goes, can we go back to work now? <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah. And everyone went back to work. No one left with him. Um, except for his personal assistant, Eduardo, who, who was paid to be his personal assistant. Uh, that fucking jerk off. Oh, dude, he used to cut his food and shit. We can do a whole podcast on that one of these days, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, any, any, like, I always say, if there's anyone who doesn't like me from that era, it's definitely because of Aaron and they just don't know me. Yeah. Um, well, I would definitely say that that was one thing that, that was kind of part of the atmosphere was because people were afraid of Aaron, they didn't know if they should be afraid of you. Because you seem nice, but everybody You're was like, he's kind of just like that Aaron guy, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> So funny how well, things At the end of the day, you are the boss still, so they don't want to, you know, fuck that up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a much different boss. Yeah, than, no, of course. I, I like to lead by example. Um, yeah. So I, I called you. We uh, decided that we both wanted to do it. We're both excited about it. You're, you're the, we're calling you the official coach. Now at Blackstone Labs, and there's going to be videos that come out of you coaching and, and you teaching people, and you're doing a lot of contest prep. Are you coaching all guys? And it's only two is because it's someone's wife. Okay. And that's just because I help them. 
Um, I have a lot of women competitors that come to me, but Dom takes them. Okay. Um, Dom Dom likes. I don't like working. I don't have any passion behind. It. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Chris, I don't get excited about Chris, it. Chris Chrisacito said the same thing, and he Chrisacito yeah. is the one guy that I I never I, I wouldn't want to be coached. I enjoy doing it myself. But I always say people like if you had to have a coach, who'd you work with? And I, I always say Chris Aceto. We we have a very similar mindset to things. And Chris, yeah. I I actually enjoyed uh, training women because I felt that on a personal level, and this is all, we could do another podcast on this. I am I'm extremely close with my mom and my sisters. I my my biological father left when I was young, so I take a very like paternal role right. with women, and I feel I know how to mentally guide them really well. And I think on the woman's side, there's a lot of like mental, almost yeah. like a therapist role that you have to take. A hundred percent, yeah. That's it's like with men too. But I have a I can I can handle the men. They're they're much easier. Like I I tried training women years ago, and I used to be a personal trainer like every other meathead. Mm-hmm. And in the gym, I would lose my patience like immediately with yeah. them. I, I knew right away. I'm like, this is not for me. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, you 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 you're gonna spend a lot of time on the mental side, and every month there's gonna be a, a massive hormone swing that completely changes the person that you're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I like I found this year after not doing it for a long time with training Dane, I had a lot of fun. Like it was a very yeah. very fun experience for me. You so, could tell you had fun though in the videos with them. I could tell. You could see it was like. You know, like, oh wow, I missed this shit. Yeah, know? I did, but I, just like how you said earlier, when you were when you were competing, you were like, I I, I didn't think it was fair, you know, to coach them because you were so focused on yourself. I'm yeah. so focused on Blackstone that I've told people it's not fair for me to try to, to coach you. I just I'm not yeah. gonna. Yeah, no. he, he, I knew I had a whole idea for the marketing and everything else of how I wanted to develop a nice story, and then through the process, I wound up like loving the kid like a son and 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 a yeah. So it's a much different. Yeah. And I will continue to keep keep coaching him, but yeah. I, I I I as much as I love the coaching side and I respect what coaches do, I just can't do it. So I wanted to find a really good coach that I respect and trust, and I I believe that I found that in you. Only heard good things, and so we're going to be doing Thanks. some cool stuff, you know, with you coaching and showing that side of it. Uh, we have Joe Riser up there who I fucking love, and so <laughs> yeah, I can get awesome. I I can get a lot of video content so people can be ready to look forward to that. And then what I thought would be cool is we don't really have that many questions this week because people knew that we were going to be doing an interview instead of asking questions. But we do have a few Ask PG Braun questions. So what I was thinking, there's going to be one that you're, that you're probably not going to be able to, to answer because it's a Legion question. But for the other ones, I'll have Josh read the questions and, and you can answer them. And you answer them any way you want, just as if they were coming in questions for you. And then I'll, yeah. I'll give my two cents in after. Maybe we'll disagree, probably not. But I'll, I'll let you have <laughs> first crack at them. All right. Put, put him on the spot. All right. The first question comes from one of our very loyal Legion members, Josh Kingsbury. This is Big King's Bodybuilding on IG. He says, okay. hey, fellas, I have a big issue with bloating. Regardless of if it's carbs, lean meat, even veggies, my gut bloats like a beluga mm. whale. Should I do a type of cleanse, do a different diet? Thanks, guys. Big King's Bodybuilding. Um, the first scenario with that is always get a allergy test done. If you might have a, an allergy to the type of food you're eating or just do a process of elimination. If you don't have like insurance, you can't afford it, you know, start the, the very bland diet, you know, just do two variables, like maybe, you know, the two things that actually work that you think might work and then add or remove from there. Um, but I think you probably have a, a an allergy to some type of food. Um, even chicken. I have plenty of clients that can't even eat chicken. They don't digest it right. They get really bad gas. Um, it distends their stomach, um, you know, and also your body's always changing. You know, um, I can't eat the same foods I did when I was bodybuilding or vice versa. 
Um, I'm lactose intolerant now, so I have to be really careful with dairy. Um, but like a lot of the dairy that's, that we think is dairy, like if I go to McDonald's and have cheese, it doesn't bother me because I know it's processed and it's fake. But if I go have a real cheeseburger at like a diner, I'm done. Like I'm in the stu- I'm in the bathroom. So I think also check you know the the type of foods you're getting. You know if they're high quality. Sometimes the chicken that you buy like the Purdue is just shit chicken and you can't digest it well. Um, you know try going the way of buying a little more expensive chicken. If it's mostly chicken or vegetables, and a lot of greens are always going to distend people too. Um, some people have just problem digesting vegetables and greens. So it's really just a process of elimination or just go get a blood work done and get a test done and do the scratch test and they find exactly what's wrong. Um, that's my advice. And from there, you can just do a, you know, eliminate the foods that bother you. So I, I'm very happy that you answered it like that, which I think most people wouldn't answer it like that and um if this were a job interview you just passed so <laughs> i had everyone in here we recently uh i had uh liquivita come in who i've been working with for a while and i had them do everybody's blood work and they did the full food allergy test because i wanted everybody to see where they're at i think it's extremely important oh yeah and one thing that i always tell people is you 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 can absolutely base the way you eat around what you a lot of people are not necessarily allergic to certain foods, but they have sensitivity to certain mm-hmm. foods. Myself, I have a bit of a sensitivity to, to chicken. That's why I eat mostly fish. So the one thing that I always like point out to people, just because like I just find this to be really hilarious, is like so many people will not eat anything that has gluten. In it, right, and they're like, I only eat gluten free this and gluten free, baby. Yeah, I even, I even was like dealing with a bunch of people that were drinking Tito's, and I almost got sucked into the whole Tito's thing because Tito's is gluten free <laughs> vodka, and it fucking sucks. It's not even good vodka. It's healthy. It's, it's but it, it's a healthy. It's healthy. It's like, it's it's healthy like gasoline. So, so <laughs> I was like, I, I had to explain to people. I'm like, do you know if you have a gluten allergy? And and they were like, what do you mean? And I, I would explain, like, you can be allergic to fucking broccoli, you can be allergic to nuts, you can be allergic to chicken, yeah. and you can be allergic to gluten. So when you hear these negative effects, those are only people that have a sensitivity or or an allergy, or if you have fucking celiac disease. Oh, oh I just like Tito's. <laughs> yeah, so nobody in here had a gluten allergy, and I was like, all of you can go and enjoy gluten now. And they, yeah. they, 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 like, a lot of people can't process that. Like, they're, they're like, well, I don't understand, but gluten's bad. I'm like, <laughs> we were all like, we're going no. to drink Belvedere tonight, boys. <laughs> I can't, eat, I can't eat the yellow of an egg, but I can eat the white of it. Yes, like, it's that's, that's it, fucking retarded. It's like you know you've got to. I think it's so important to figure out what you what you can eat. You really can't eat the yellow of an egg. No, no, no. I, I, I know I, oh, I had that happen before. So my brain's out. Like, so it's fucking. If terrible. I have one egg, I'm done, dude. It fires out like a. Candy. That's the that only good part of that's, an egg. That's actually not all that uncommon though. So I had a guy. And I couldn't figure it out. And back then, nobody had money to do fucking these tests. Oh, so it was the no. same thing, process of elimination, right? So the first thing I made him stop drinking was coffee. I thought maybe he's drinking too much coffee, right? right. Still was fu- still was fucked up. Then the next thing I had him remove, he was eating a lot of um, Faye, F-A-G-E, Greek yogurt, right? And I was right. like, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the probiotics in, in the yogurt are fucking up. Cut that out. Still, still was bloating and fuck, fucked up from his stomach. So then finally, he went on a trip. And he's like, I'm just going to fucking grill a shitload of chicken and, and like, potatoes and bring it with me. And, right. he, and he messages me, and he's like, dude, this whole trip, my stomach's been great. And I'm like, huh, that's so interesting. I wonder what it is. Maybe it's a stress thing, right? And diet, like he said. So he comes back home, yeah. and, and he immediately is fucked up again. And I'm like, what did you do, do different? And he's like, I just went back to my normal diet. And I was like, you know what? Do me a favor. I go, tomorrow, go back to eating all the chicken. So right. he goes back to eating all the chicken, and he's like, I'm totally fine. So the next day, I go... 
just have your eggs in the morning and then, and then call me. He was like, dude, my stomach's so fucked up. I was like, I think that you're yeah. allergic to eggs. Right. right? So we went back to the chicken. His stomach was fine. And then I was like, do me a favor. Go get liquid egg whites. Got right. the liquid egg, egg whites. Totally fine. And I was like, now just have a couple eggs. Have two, two, just fry up two eggs. Stomach yeah. was fucked up again. I go, dude, I'm pretty sure that you, this is going back to like 2009. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're allergic to egg yolks. Yeah. Sure enough, a couple years later, he reached out to me and he was like, dude, I did a food allergy test. I'm massively allergic to egg yolks. And I was like, there, <laughs> there you go. I mean, we figured it out the old fashioned way, but that, that's what so it was. I can, I can get away eating scrambled eggs, but not fried eggs. Okay. Interesting. I wonder why, why that. When is. I was I a kid, know, I don't know that one. I don't have an answer to that. But I know if I eat scrambled eggs, like I get, I get distension, but I don't get diarrhea. I just don't eat them. But I'm saying that's what happens it, when I scramble them. It but must fry be them, something to do with the cholesterol in the yeah. co- in the cooking process. I yeah, think like that if you heat up oil, like olive oil, it comes a you know saturated yeah. or whatever. You know? It's it's changing. It's denaturing. I think the value of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when Super I was a kid, I used to eat eggs all the time, and then oh. like around like six eight, six years old or so, I would eat eggs, and I would like my throat would swell up, and I would projectile vomit, oh, and yeah, then I went to the hospital, yeah, and they were like, out. "Yeah, you're allergic to." Yeah. It. But then, yeah. like twelve, age twelve was around, it. I was out of it. I could eat eggs again. I eat eggs every day. You know, too though, I've noticed if I eat like this is going to sound really like you know I'm like a prissy man, but if I eat shitty chicken or shitty beef. I don't digest it well. If I buy beef, beef, no, that, that's a hundred percent. I lived out in California for two years, and I preached to everybody here that like out there a lot. Uh, yeah, I live in California. Organic, All the meats out mm-hmm. there are so much better. Yeah. Eating organic is a way bigger thing. You know what so I'm saying? I, I don't do it because of the name. I just do it because it tastes better and I digest it better. Definitely tastes better. Know, definitely not, digest it's not better. because of it's not because of the price or because I want to fit in or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I just always ate healthier meats anyway. I never bought the cheap Purdue two ninety nine chicken. Yeah. I, I never bought that. that even, as a, even as a shitty bodybuilder, I didn't do that. You, you, you know? just put on more lean muscle eating that shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, absolutely. When I was young, I followed the sales. You know, like it was the best I could. <laughs> I was like, if chicken was on sale for a dollar ninety nine, I fucking bought it. That's but, the chicken well, I'm eating. Later in life, when you learn to like spend a little money on certain things, it makes a humongous difference. Massive. So. Couldn't. Even, it was like you would cook the chicken; it would shrivel up to like yeah. a little. It's all white thing in the pan. Yeah. I, I remember Evan, Evan sent a pony one day. He was like disgusted with me. He was like, how, how do you eat that shit chicken that's filled, that's filled with all the hormones? And I remember I said back to him, I was like, I mean, you're filled with just as many hormones as the chicken. You're going to give me a hard time. And he was like so bothered. He was so bothered by that. It's a true story, though. Oh, man. All right. So more of the story is get your goddamn blood work done. Yep. All right. Next. Next question comes from... Uh, Evelyn Y. She says, hello. Tell, some tell me not to take thermogenics because of the amount of caffeine in it and that there has been no research done on fitness supplements, so there could be risks. <laughs> Do you agree or disagree with this and why? If you're doing – if you're looking for a type of fat burner, I, I think the thermogenics are probably the safest route. Um, I don't believe in using the thyroid meds unless you have to. I know a lot of people like using – some type of thyroid supplement or, or T3 or T4, whatever. Um, but I think the thermogenics are probably the safest route. You're just heating up your core temperature. You're not, you're not doing anything to your heart or, or elevating any type of levels in your body to put yourself at risk. Obviously, if it's a trusted brand, then you're fine. If you're buying some weird shit off some website, then obviously I would second guess it. But um, something that just heats you up before you go do cardio and increase your core temperature to burn a little more body fat, I think that's totally a safe route to go if you're if you want to use a supplement for fat burning 
Um, but I think thyroid medicine or, or, or actually getting your thyroid tested, if you are on a heavier end, back to the blood work thing, you know, test your thyroid, get a thyroid panel done and see if you're, you know, overactive or over, uh, underactive. And that, that give you the scenario where or not you can burn body fat. Cause if not, no thermogenic is going to work anyway. So we, we actually, I uh, just had Sammy B fit, Sammy Bornstein in here. One of our, she's a pro bikini competitor of ours. And, um, she was having a really hard time losing weight. And she went to the doctor, and she had a massively underactive thyroid. Yeah, and they put, they put her on T3. And she only yeah. takes 25 MCGs of T3, and all of a sudden, she's, she's uh, you know, 100%. Simple. Simple fix. So, I, you know, yeah. a, as the supplement company owner, when you're asking me a, a question about supplements, you know, I'm going to tell you this. We actually researched the fucking <laughs> I was just going to say the best saying? part was the no research. The no done. research like, is like, yeah. that's just that's poor information. Here you go. We, <laughs> we don't know what this is. Here you go. That's a complete fallacy. So the old, the reason that she's saying that is because the old f- thought process was that nothing is regulated by the FDA. Now, we all know that that is completely not true because the FDA is regulating the fuck out of Blackstone Labs. <laughs> and <laughs> Nothing's regulated yet yeah, except yeah. for when they come in here with guns and take all our yeah. shit. <laughs> Trust me, all, all the good stuff that you think has no research on it, it's all been taken away. Yeah. So that's actually just a complete fallacy. They're researching it all right. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> what else we got in there today? All right. The next one says, good afternoon, gentlemen. First off, I want to say congratulations on all the success. The podcasts are very helpful, and most of us appreciate the time and effort you and your team put into helping us reach our goals. Uh-huh. Now to my questions. I'm currently 190 pounds at 35 years old with a body fat percentage around 25. My family doctor has me on TRT because my levels are naturally low. I inject one milliliter on Friday and 0.5 milliliters the next Friday, alternating weekly. I have been on this approximately one year, and although I have have put on some decent muscle, I am nowhere near where I want to be. What products from Blackstone Labs would you recommend stacking with the testosterone? Also, my doctor only has me on test with no AIs. Next question, what anabolic would you recommend stacking with the test? I have never added anything with the TRT, but just had blood work done today, so I will know where all that stands next week. Thank you for your time, Chris C. You want to answer the Blackstone, or and then you want me to go? Or no, you can go, and I'll, I'll throw in my okay. questions after. Um, so as far as you're using the TRT, um, if you're 35 years old, I'm sure your elevators are pretty low. Um, as far as testosterone goes and free testosterone, all that kind of stuff. Uh, IGF levels and everything like that. If you've never used any type of um, uh, steroid before, then you know TRT is probably not going to be enough to get you out of that deficit. Um, it's probably just going to replace what you should have. So going through a doctor is never going to get you the the type of numbers or range that you want to put on muscle. They'll replace you know your your deficit. Like I said, you're probably at like three four hundred, you know, probably with your testosterone levels now with that in there. But to really put on muscle at the age 35, you're really going to need to probably take, you know, more so of the closer to like a five to 700 milligram dose a week um, to get your testosterone elevated enough to put on muscle. Um, the, the doses now they have you on is, is very low, and it's probably only going to get you back to feeling normal, not going to really get you to, to the muscle building, sta- muscle building stage. Um, and probably reason there's no AI is probably because they're not educated enough to give you give it to you. So most doctors do not practice steroid profiles or hormones in their practicing. You know, they're just general physicians, and they don't have the education behind them. They just know testosterone's low, replace, low is replaced with something. They don't know the logistics behind what all these compounds do with each other and the synergy. So 
going to a doctor is never really going to get you that unless you go to like a pro hormone, uh, not pro hormone, a hormonal doctor who specializes in that. Which there's tons of centers now all over the place, uh, especially Florida. Um, you, yeah. yeah, you can go see, and they specialize in that. And if you want to go through a doctor and not go buy, you know, some stuff off the street, then that's what you're going to have to go for seed. Obviously, the compound to stack something. Um, for a beginner, I think Anavar is probably very mild and very easy. If you can get real prune ball, it's very mild and very easy, no side effects. Um, I think Deco would probably be good for your joints since you're 35, and I'm sure you have like tendonitis of some sort or or aches and pains. Um, and also for as far as anti-estrogens go, um, right now I don't think your your probably your levels are too elevated enough to even aromatize to have free floating. But if you do want to add one, I would probably use like a Remadex or Aromasin, um, very mild dose, because you don't want to be on so much anti-estrogen anyway, and you're suppressing the testosterone you have on that you're using already to get out of the deficit. So um, I think the anti-estrogen will probably come into play once you take more testosterone, or if you add another compound. Um, but as far as Blackstone products, PJ can fill you in on that. Yeah, I mean, we have certain things that can elevate what you're getting out of your HRT. So we have a product called the Chosen One, which will actually increase your free testosterone. And it goes great with HRT. As, as popular as it is, it's our most popular pro-hormone. It's actually, I think, better for guys that are on HRT. I, I, I noticed a tremendous effect when I got my blood work done and my free testosterone was fucking 87. And a lot of you guys are not going to know what that means, but it's very, that was very high for, so, um, so your free testosterone is, is, is stuff that you're actually getting out of the, the testosterone. So you could take a shitload of exogenous testosterone. You could be taking a thousand milligrams a week, but if, if you're not actually getting enough free testosterone you're not utilizing what you're taking so this is going to make that hrt work that much better for you and it doesn't aromatize so you don't have to worry about an anti-estrogen it's a great 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 addition now another one that i think you know if you want to mess around with the other pro hormones you've got the methoquad which is a little more aggressive you've got the uh, brutal force which will aromatize but it'll actually put some more more water weight on you and if you're trying to get bigger that'll help um i like there, there's two products that i don't think that anyone cannot benefit from when it comes to Blackstone Labs. Sadly, I didn't fucking come up with either one of them. But um, the first one is uh, I am obsessed with both of these products. The first one is Glycolog, which I will say to the, the the end of time, unless he comes up with something dramatically new, this was the gorilla chemist's greatest achievement as a chemist, was Glycolog. Glycolog is a glucose disposal agent. It works very similar to metformin, which is a, a diabetes medication, but you take it with your carbohydrate-rich meals, and it shuttles the carbohydrates into your muscle stores and maximizes the glycogen load and what you're getting out of the carbs. So you're going to get away with eating more carbohydrates, not storing them as fat, and, and being primed for your for your training sessions. Now we have all these girls that are posting like donuts and pizzas and shit with their glycolog and they've turned it into like the cheat meal drug. And it's I, I, honestly I don't eat a carbohydrate rich meal without it. Like if I go out to dinner, I don't care, I'm a dork, I bring out the glycolog. It basically doesn't matter where where we go. If you're going to a Blackstone affiliated event, yep. lunch, dinner, brunch, it doesn't matter if it's just like some of the dudes from the call center, if PJ's there, everybody as the food comes out kind of scrambles and goes like who's got glycolog? Yeah. 
who has it's, who has honestly a it's it's actually kind of fucked me up and I uh, maybe I shouldn't say this on the radio but I'm going to say it anyway cuz like Rich Piana I keep it real I've actually used so much glycolog that I almost have a hard time processing carbohydrates now when I don't have glycolog. I was about to say that I was going I was going to ask you about off the record. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's kind of like so a lot of bodybuilders when they're in their off season and they're eating a lot of carbs, they're taking a lot of of insulin, especially fast acting yeah. insulin like, you know, like Humalog and you get really used to it. And so, you know, that is something that I don't see a downside to it other than the fact if you run out of glycolog, you're not going to feel the same way. But um, it's it's certainly not anything that in this lifetime should be banned for any reason at all. Um, no, definitely not. Other than the fact that they just like to take the shit that works. Yeah, they do. They do. I think but, it works better than the metaphorman, to be honest. You, you know, it's, it's funny because we have a lot of non-Blackstone Labs Good, good bodybuilders, man, and good bikini competitors that are all using glycolog. I send a lot of it to them for free. Um, a lot of them are sponsored by other brands, and they're like, please don't yeah. don't tell everybody that I'm using you. <laughs> no, they <laughs> fucking love glycolog. Dude, I know a lot of really good bodybuilders carve well, up with it. Let me ask you, since I, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about like having an athlete like yours? All right, let's say – let's use Eric Ramirez, for example, because he probably wouldn't care if I use his name – um, let's say he has like a, a glycolog in his supplements, but you don't have it, right? And he wants to talk about it because he really does use it. Is that really that bad for your company to not to like to have him and say that he does use something else? Like, is it if is it that expensive as a business owner? If it's a competing brand that has other products like mine, then yes, it is. No, no. If you don't have it though, let's say like let's say glycolog was someone else's, and Eric wanted to talk about it. Well. It's it, it, it's it's gonna. I'm gonna have to you know say it. It really has to be specifically on what we're talking about and how how it's talked about. So, for instance, if right. we're talking about hydronics, right? Right. I'm never gonna put that product out ever. Right. And uh, I think it's a great product. Which is oh, you're saying in the future? Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm never gotcha. gonna put that product out ever. It's, it's not something that that I'm I'm interested in putting out. However, it's something that I'm going to use. Just like I'm never going to put out an an injectable testosterone because I don't have an yeah. MD on board, but I'm always yeah. going to use it, and I'm going to recommend HRT to everybody else as well. So gotcha. in, in that instance, it's definitely not an issue at all. Now, let's say if somebody really, really wants a L-carnitine-based fat burner. I don't have one right now, although we are. That is something that's on the horizon for us. I don't care if they come out and they're like, listen, I love L-carnitine. Blackstone Labs doesn't have an L-carnitine. I just take an L-carnitine. They're not saying the brand because let's just say they're saying, I don't know, fucking Muscle Tech has an L-carnitine yeah. product. That's still a competitor of mine. So I don't right. want them going over and looking for the L-carnitine and being like, oh, well, maybe I'll take their testosterone right. booster and their protein too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, I got, okay, that's where, that's where the, okay, that's where the loophole is. Yeah. Like yeah. Cause then all those other athletes that like, like love our glycolog, they're going to put out there and say like, oh, well, I, you know, if they were like, I really like this glycolog, then they're going to be like, oh, well, that chosen one's probably pretty fire too. If you like that glycolog, yeah, you know, exactly. for this other DHA right. shit. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know where the kicker was with that. Cause obviously I'm not a business owner for supplements. So I want to know like what the gray area was with athletes like talking about other stuff yeah would literally fucking flip the fuck out on me like they would go ape shit if i posted anything well you know? um it, you know it's funny that you you bring that up because victor came here right when i got out of the hospital um victor came here and i will say this this actually got me back in the gym so i, I that, like if one of the more like profound moments for me like after going through my divorce and all the other shit that i went through 
was him staring at him made me get back into the gym. So when <laughs> when he came here to bullshit, he was with Fabian. We were we started doing some videos uh, while he was here just hanging out, and yep. Gerard um, called Fabian. It was like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" And he was like, "What? Like he's just here hanging out." And he was like, I, "Is he is he doing anything with Blackstone Labs? Like that's a violation of his contract." And he was like, "No, no, like." You know, he actually had an MHP shirt on, you know? Right. And so I was like, right. damn, I, I was like, I didn't realize that he was that friggin' sensitive about it. Yeah, Gerard, like, dude, he would call me and rip me my new one. If I had anything in the background, I didn't even realize it half the time. I never, yeah. like, promote anything on purpose. But if, like, let's say Blackstone was in the background, he would fucking give me a new one, bro. Yeah. And, like fucking freak out on me oh you would be like delete that shit yeah and, and, and <laughs> we actually did delete those videos for him because i wasn't trying to have it have a beef with him you know but well, I mean, gerard's the nicest guy ever but when it came to that stuff it was like whew, forget about it yeah i mean i guess you just you want them to be all encompassed in, in your brand and nothing else well, you, know? you know to gerard's defense victor's fucked up enough so <laughs> <laughs> and you not gotta just, stay on top of victor <laughs> not just that but i guess like you were saying earlier with the, the more educated consumer nowadays for that like five or ten maybe percent of people who really do still look at a person and say oh whatever they they say is what they right, take right. then they're worried about that five or ten percent being like yeah. oh well then blackstone's a shit <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> victor's no. really working at blackstone <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that was funny I was like, damn. I was like, take it down, dude. And, you know. Um, so I think we got one more question from the girl man. Oh, so this is this is. I actually usually don't look at the questions at all, but this one I glanced over because I always look for Herod Herod Adams the girl man's questions. <laughs> and he he actually wrote Nick into this one. I see. Yes. Oh boy. All right. It says, hello, this is the Century's Capola, a.k.a. PJ's favorite person in the whole wide world. Yesterday, PJ and the girl man spoke on the phone, and PJ felt a deep, sizzling relaxation. We did, we did by the way. I actually spoke to the girl man on the phone. and um, he is, is he a bodybuilder? Uh, you know, we didn't even get into that. He's, he, is, I can't, he doesn't want me to say where he lives, but um, <laughs> he is a very passionate fan. He's very intelligent, by the way. Oh, um, wow, okay. Extremely intelligent. He's a very eloquent speaker, too. Um, and we only, you know, we only spoke for like 10 minutes, but he, he, he actually said, this is fucking hilarious. He said, I just want you to know that it means so much to me that you took the time to speak to me. I know that I've been pestering you for months to get you on the phone. And the fact that you, you taking the time shows a lot about your character. He goes to me, you're like what Kim Kardashian is to the average American. And I was like, that is a fucking hilarious, a hilarious analogy, but I'll take it. I'll take it because I love Kim Kardashian. So. Oh, I love man. Kim Kardashian too. I was gonna say there's got to be like some like like which end of the divide because like you might like Kim Kardashian, but there's like a, a good percentage of people that don't care for her. But. I thought that was so funny. Uh, all right, so so we did speak on the phone, and, and and apparently you felt a deep sizzling relaxation flowing deep through your body while talking. <laughs> I was getting a deep tissue massage. Just <laughs> just as a quick one time only note to piss troopers interested, because of what Genova Verse does to people, we are very private. The only things that are public is that we're both girl and man. That girl indeed opened Fitmisk account, and that both grew up in different countries to undisclosed undisclosed current ones. Okay. Remaining like a symbol rather than people with flaws makes audience focused on product rather than who is behind the product nick what do you think of fellow blackstoner queen kendra lust if you believe in god what do you think god thinks about her second question in a recent ig post you talked about having much more going on for you now than when competing taking out 
Taking out bodybuilding, what's changed in your approach to business or money between then and now? Lastly, to all, what are your thoughts on aliens on Earth? A few years ago, a Chinese airport was shut down for days because a UFO was there flexing its intergalactic aesthetics. John Podesta's emails included freaky alien stuff. There are recent statements from former Pentagon heads authorized to talk about metamaterials recovered that show advanced physics like resisting gravity. No worries. If they're hostile, we can send Jason Bloho to protect us all with Jason his reptilian <laughs> protect us all with reptilian friends. Sorry for a quick hair dab note. Thank you very much. Lots of love to you all. So we have to break these all down and probably reread them to Nick. But the first one, Kendra, Kendra Lust is not a Blackstone Labs athlete. She is my partner in a completely different LLC. And, and she doesn't – she would if I asked her to, but she doesn't promote Blackstone stuff. So if she was with Blackstone – I'll say she, she still is a queen here. Yeah. I mean we fucking love Kendra. I love – I mean she's an awesome so, – She walks through I don't, world. I don't look at her any different than anybody else. I'm not – First of all, I am no one to pass judgment on anybody with my past, so um, I, I don't see anything wrong with you having a business partner that does what she does. Yeah. I think it's actually pretty cool. I mean, it adds another dynamic to you. It's actually and awesome. your businesses. <laughs> and I, I, I hate when people do that, though. I hate when they stereotype them because they have a, you know, they're in some type of field of work. Like that's their work. Whether it is porn, whether it is supplements, whether it is a drug dealer, like that doesn't change the person, though. At the, as a, you know individual i think that's just their work if they want to do that for a living and making money there's no reason to judge them on that um they never did anything wrong to you or affect you in your everyday life then i used to look listen i grew up a lot the last couple of years and when i was younger i used to stereotype everybody i was like oh that guy does that oh that person does this i can't be friends with them and then i got older and i realized it doesn't fucking matter anymore it doesn't matter what people do it doesn't matter what they did in the past and for people to say like oh because she does that or whatever she's She's a bitch, she's a whore, she's whatever. I'm like, what, what difference does it make how she makes her money? As long as she's happy, you know, at the end of the day, and then she's doing her thing, paying her bills, and... Because she's, she's probably, probably making, making more, more money. money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, she... more she, money than I probably ever can, so then props to her then. Fuck it, who cares? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and this is not a disrespect to anyone, but she makes more money than cons- yeah, cons- conservatively the top five Bikini Olympia competitors put together. Yeah, conservatively, you know, conservatively. And um, listen, the competitors are just as fucking bad. I know they're that's not, the thing. They're she's, not doing it in open. Well, they kind of are. Yeah, it's not worse. Media, so, so. It's so funny because so Kendra. So this year we're expanding with Entice, and we're going to start doing a lot of the trade shows. And I was like, I'm telling you right now, me and David are going to all the exotica conventions, and I'm going to fuck all these girls. And <laughs> and, and she, she was like, she goes. I want you to be really careful with these girls. Some of them are really, really bad. And I go, they're not as bad as the girls that I'm dealing with in my industry. I'll bet you that right now. I bet you that. And none of these girls are even getting paid. They're probably cleaner than half the girls in our industry. The girls in your industry could learn a thing or two from the girls in our industry. The ones in our industry don't get tested. No, it's scary. Uh, you want to hear something super scary? And I, uh, I, So I was talking to my doctor yesterday who does a lot of IFBB pros. And he told me, he goes, man, it's so messed up. He goes, every year we tell about two to three people in the IFBB that they have AIDS. And I'm like, damn, that's freaking scary, dude. Wow. Yeah. That just means extra growth hormone, right? That's a powerful statement right there. (laughs) That just means extra growth, right? 
<laughs> yeah. No, but he was like he even said now because of because of dealing with what he's been dealing with in our industry for so long, any girl that he dates, he makes them do blood work before they have any kind of sexual relations. He said he was like, dude, it saved me from getting herpes once. But the way what he says to the girls is, listen, I own the clinic. I'm gonna get my blood work done too, so you can yeah. know, you can know what shit I have. You know, <laughs> just let you know. <laughs> Wasn't in there, I, I, I was like, "Are they offended when you do that?" And he was like, "No, I mean, I, I, I say it's it's in this day and age, we should all just do this together." And one time, I was with this chick, and like, I had probably banged her like ten times, and then like the eleventh time, she was like, "Have you ever been tested for AIDS?" And I was like, "No." Oh. And she was like, "Are you fucking serious?" And I'm like, "No, I've never been tested for fucking AIDS. Like, maybe when I was fucking, I don't fucking know. You know, I'm not fucking never had any problems, so never went and <laughs> checked it out." She's like, "We are not doing this again until you get tested." I'm like, ten times deep. Are Jeez. you fucking kidding?" Like. <laughs> That's it's already now. done. The deed's done. If you're if you're yeah. fucked, you're fucked now. Like, what do you mean? So I went and got tested, came back naked. I'm like, all right, now, now bend over. Um, so check this out. This girl. This is so fucking sketchy story, but I'm totally fine now. So this chick drives from Pennsylvania to Connecticut, so over three hours to fucking have sex with me, right? And we had sex. It was it was fun. It was fine. And then she goes home. And then the next day she calls me and she starts crying and she's like, I've been dishonest with you. And I was like, over what? I'm like, you have a boyfriend or something? I really don't care. And she's like, not only do I have a boyfriend, she was like, but my boyfriend has herpes. And she's like, and we don't have sex when he has outbreaks. She's like, but I am a carrier. And I was like, I literally said, I, I, I literally responded with, you fucking cunt. And she started crying, and she was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, why the fuck wouldn't you tell me that? What you say is I have herpes, you dumb bitch. Yeah, we, I, did, I did not use a condom. So she knew she knew having sex with you that she already had herpes, or she found out when she got home? No, she knew that she had it, and she thought I was going to use a condom, and she said she got, oh my she, got, God. she got so caught up in the moment that... She did, she was like she just failed yeah. to tell you. So I started freaking the fuck out, right? And so she's like, "You're probably fine. You're probably fine. You know, like there's no outbreak, this and that." She's like, "Just go get yourself tested, right?" So, <laughs> so I go get myself tested, and I'm I'm uh, <laughs> so I go into Planned Parenthood. And I'm so sketched out. This is why we need to keep these places. So fucking sketched out. You probably out. felt you pop when I went through this with somebody. I felt so dirty. I there. felt horrible. So I yeah. went in there. First I thought everyone knew already, dude. I dro- I drove in, <laughs> and there was people fucking picketing outside with like anti-abortion signs. And I'm like, I wanted to run them all over as I was driving in. As these fucks like like making it even worse. Like, like this is the best day to come. Yeah, of right. Course. So I go inside. And there's all these young girls in there, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? There's like 10 like teenage young girls like sitting there with their parents and shit. I'm like, like a I, wore, I wore a hoodie with a fucking like <laughs> skull cap pulled down, right? And I, I, I go over to the lady and I was like uh, – she's like, um, you know, reason for being here? And I was like, I need to get tested. And she's like, and she's like anything – she goes, anything uh, specific? And I like looked around and I whispered. I go – Herpes, <laughs> and and she goes, oh, okay. Oh, she goes, this guy's got herpes. <laughs> so it's she's like, like the alarm at Planet Fitness. She's <laughs> like, fill this out. I sit down, I do the blood work. The results come back. It was like the longest fucking week of my life waiting for that shit, and it came back totally fine. But 
they also gave me this pamphlet that said that you could have that shit for like six months before it fucking turns up. Right, yeah. Oh, so tight. I'm like, fuck, now I'm going to be miserable for the next six months, Dude. even though I'm, I'm fine now. So time's going by, <laughs> and like I just, in my head, I was like, six months, I'm going to have fucking herpes. I know it. So, like, six months go by, and I'm, like, watching the clock because I know I'm getting myself tested again. I'm looking at myself real closely. And I had a, a client that was a doctor, and I start fucking panicking, right? <laughs> and so I tell him the whole story, and I was like, would you, would you like, look at me? And he was like, we didn't even look at you. He's like, just go get your blood work done again. You're fine. You have not had an outbreak? And I was like, no, but I, was like, I don't know. Like, there's something that I, I want you to look at. And he's like, Ugh. he's like, go in the locker room, right? So... <laughs> That's great. So I, I go in the locker room and he's like, do you want me to like actually look at, at your fucking genitals? He's like, just go in the corner and, and take your shit down. So I'm like embarrassed as fuck and I take it down. I was like, I'm really concerned about this. And I point to this bump and he goes, well, he goes, well, he goes, you obviously shave your pubes based on what I'm looking at right now. He goes, and that's a, he goes, and that's a fucking ingrown hair. You don't have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and I got my blood work done and I did not have herpes. So thank God. So you hit your boy back up and you're like, just to let you know, you're just looking at my dick for now. Yeah, I was like, sorry. But like, I, that was like a very stressful fucking time. Oh, and know, this is a hilarious, hilarious side story. My buddy Will, you've met him before. He has the other supplement company. Okay. He fucking calls me that night and he goes, bro. Were you going into Planned Parenthood today? And I go, what the fuck? I parked my car in the back. How did you even see? He was like, what'd you do? He's like, did you run the herpes? He's like, you got somebody pregnant? And I was like, no, I thought I might have had fucking herpes. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I don't even know where we're fucking going with this at at this point. What was the other question? Yeah, what's the next question? The other question was, was if you believe in God, what do you think God thinks about Kendra Lust? No, I, I don't believe in God. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, that was an easy answer. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in God. I don't think God really cares what Kendra Lust no. does. To be honest, no. I think he's, uh, I think he's totally happy with what she's doing. I think so. <laughs> I think too. She's fine. Second question was: In a recent IG post, you talked about having much more going on for you now than when you were competing. Taking out bodybuilding, what's changed in your approach to business and money between then and now? Oh God, everything. Um, when I was bodybuilding, like I, this is how my mind works. If I'm going to do something that's, you know. My passion, my livelihood, it's all that or nothing. And when I was a bodybuilder for my whole life for 13, 14 years, that's all I did. And I put all my efforts into that. There really was no time to build a brand or build another business or I didn't give a fuck about social media. You know, that's why I really don't have a big following either. But I know a lot of people because I, I built my following organically. Like I was all over the place with muscle meds. And as my career went on, I competed in dealer shows and um, I networked and that was one of the biggest things I always did. So I think by doing that, you know, behind the scenes, and I really wasn't the guy on Instagram or social media, like the big timer, but I can call anybody and, or text anybody probably. And, um, that's, that's to my advantage now because now I'm able to build my brands and, and have this relationship with PJ and whatever else happens. And, but then I, I just, I was focused on competing and that's all I cared about. I wasn't worried about money. I was just worried about paying my bills and having food on my table for my meals, having my money for the supplements and drugs, and having a gym membership. You know, that's all I cared about. And I think when guys now try to juggle everything, it's it just something's going to burn out eventually. You're going to not be able to do something to your best ability. Like, look at Phil Heath. He's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. He's just focused on his fucking show. Like, he lost all his companies. He lost everything. Mm-hmm. So I just think... That's why Jay did it after. I think that's why Ronnie Coleman did it after. You look at the guys that were really good. They all did it after. 
you can't have your own brand when you're competing for Mr. Olympia. Like, look at Phil. Like, Phil lost that brand. Like, he sells T-shirts now. Such a like, bad. You know, that was such a whole. It's bad. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was a good idea. I think he should focus on his career. Bodybuilding takes way too much time and effort to have a business, and it, it, whether people say they can do it or not, you're not doing it a hundred percent. Though your job, you're going to be doing bodybuilding a hundred percent. Like the drugs. Said- fuck- yeah, good. You, like you said, it was too hard just to be a trainer and compete at the same time. Yes. And then you throw a business and clothing lines and bags and supplements and everything else like, into just it. Just customer service alone for what I do is a nightmare. And I don't have anything going on, really. It's like the questions that come in, you yep. have to have patience. You can't talk to people in a negative way. You have to be nice to everybody. You can't have a trend fucking moment. You know, like, you can't be reacting on people like these fucking Bibles do on social media. Like... All this trash talking all the time. Everyone's so negative. You can't do that in real world. You'll lose your business. You'll lose your business. One person you do that to, you'll be done. They will badmouth you to the fucking blue. And um, now I'm, I'm business-oriented. That's all I do now. I'm not worried about my body. My last thing I do is go to the gym. I don't go to the gym most of, most weeks. I go maybe once or twice and I do cardio. And um, I'm not worried about what I look like now. I'm worried about my wallet and my bank account and my businesses and what I can do for people and how I can help them. Like, I'm giving back all my effort now. So it's like doing a 180. I, I flip-flop completely. But instead of giving myself now, I give to everybody else. And I'm selfless in that way. Like, I give it all. Like, I, people know, my clients know, um, my customer service is 100%. I answer every email. I answer every question, every DM. Um, I, I don't fuck around now. It's the same way I approach my career in bodybuilding. So, I mean, like... This isn't to talk shit, but like we try to run a business with um, Flex Lewis years ago with the Dragon Pharmaceutical stuff with the, the yep. cream, and yep. I, it, it, it took nine months to make no progress with the launch of this product. And he was very focused on his bodybuilding. And honestly, I, I was just at the end. I was like, "Hey, man, you know what? Let's just let's just split this up because we're gonna wind up all not being friends." Like I could have had this done three times by now, and, yeah. and let's just. You know, let's pull our money out and, and you, you know, good luck to you and, and let's leave it at that. And, and that was when I said that, like, him, let's say Dexter Jackson came to me and was like, hey, I want to yeah. run, run a business with you. I would tell them all the same thing. Just focus on your yeah. bodybuilding. Take, yeah. take take whatever good – guys like that got really good supplement gigs. You know, Flex was making a shitload from, from BSN at the time. Yeah. You know, somebody like Dexter is making good money from his sponsor. Just, just take that money and just be a bodybuilder. You're not going to be a good yeah. businessman. Yeah. No, and I, and people don't realize like how much I, I didn't even realize. So I'm telling you from experience, I didn't realize how much the drugs affected my thought process. And by not being on all those hormones and everything else, I can actually problem solve things. I can actually write a paper. I can write a sophisticated email to somebody. <laughs> like when I was on all those drugs, you just don't think that way. You're just so focused on your body and your way you look and what you're eating and. Yeah. It's so it's so ego driven, and and I think guys don't realize when they're in the zone. Like, oh no, bro, I'm still doing stuff. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not doing shit. Like, there's just no way. Like, that's why I find it funny when I see these coaches competing in the same show as their competitors. You know, like, I, I it's mind boggling to me. That like, that is one of the things that was super weird to me. So I, like I said, I did all women. So I actually did a show. I did USA's where I had four girls that were also competing. Two of them turned pro. And it was fucking hard, man, because I was tired and I was, like, in my zone, yeah. but I'm still going to the room to look at them. Yeah. And I honestly feel like, for me, it was the most, like, lax prep that I ever had. And 
you know, coincidentally, I retired after that and it was the worst I ever placed in a show. But it, I, I mean, it, it, I, I feel like I was able to give them as much as they deserved, but I didn't give myself what I deserved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking yeah, sitting absolutely. in my room, fucking answering emails and shit when I'm carving up and like. Yeah, it's stressing you out. Um, I, 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 I definitely think that the bodybuilding is something that. It is truly a full-time job. It's a shitty paying full-time job, but it, it's like <laughs> it, you're not going to be – when you put that much into something, you're just not going to be good at, at the other things no. that you do. You might be able to get by. No. So it's a good answer there. Is that the last – was that the last question? No. We also need to, to see what our thoughts are on aliens on Earth, and I'm just going to go ahead and let you know right now. I've actually damn near been abducted by aliens before, and uh, they do, in fact, exist on this planet. Were you probed? I was not. I was not actually taken into the ship. <laughs> no, you're lucky. Yeah. They'd probe you. I know. That's what they do. When they get you, they probe you. Well, they, the only reason I like to think of myself as an alien sometimes with a probe. Like a taser? No, like no, an, an anal probe. like an insertion. Oh, anal probe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, they, that's all the information they need. Is they get it all in that probe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's definitely there's definitely more than us. Give me a break. You know there has to be hundred percent. There has to be. It would be ignorant to think otherwise. But here on Earth, Nick, aliens? Yeah, I, I think some humans are aliens. Like Dave really Palumbo. I, I think they're just literally like just in a they're in the skin of a human, but they're aliens. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an alien. I just have really big feet. <laughs> like right? I pop this guy talking to us right now is probably one of them. That's why he's asking. You know? <laughs> he's like, "What do you think?" Uh, he's an illegal alien. That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, though. Some people I meet, I'm like, "God damn, they're definitely not from here, dude." Like, there's something off. How about, about have you ever met? There's uh, for some reason they're always women, but have you ever met like these people that have strange like telepathic powers? Where they, they like know what you're thinking or I recently had a girl message me. This is the weirdest fucking thing that I looked at her Instagram, not even her story that tells you. I just looked at her regular page. I was swiping through and as I was swiping, I stopped on her page for a second and she messaged me fucking right after that and, and was like, I was thinking about you too. And I was like, yo, that's the weirdest thing that's happened to me in a long time. <laughs> she got one of them apps. In a long, I was like, is there a bug in my phone or oh, something? She got one of them apps. <laughs> they have those? Yeah. For real? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like paid apps. All right, because I was freaked out after that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but still, who's watching it? It's so Her. crazy. She is. <laughs> Sean and Dick Patron. Are there really paid apps for that shit? I'm pretty sure. Because I want to start fucking with people too. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like, let me find out. I'm going to buy a couple apps. <laughs> I, know, I, I definitely think there's people on this planet that aren't supposed to be here. There's probably somewhere else. There should be from somewhere else. I don't know, man. It, there's, bro, there's so many people on this planet. How many, I, I just I can't fathom that. There's got to be like aliens here somewhere. 100%. They got to be inside the other bodies, though. Like They're definitely yeah. not walking around looking like an alien. No, not they're like those little skinny white-headed aliens. That yeah, they're, see. Definitely like, they're definitely like hidden and, and, and under, you know, under the radar. There's no way they're that stupid to exploit themselves. Well, so like I was in high school, and me and my boys went and took these two trucks, a, uh, a Ford Bronco and a Chevy S10. We took them out. Are you New Jersey or no? No, I was out in, in oh, South Florida. They have like, the weird New Jersey magazine where it's like all the haunted stuff. And where they used to see aliens, people would go on the website and report them, and you go there and follow it. Oh, so it was like, oh, just, like I never for that. one funny. specific area? Yeah, like they'd be like, oh, I saw an alien in this spot, and they give you like the, the latitude and longitude and all the like, things, you have to figure it out. This was before like internet like really was a thing. What? And you go there and see if there's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we were out in the middle of nowhere, and we got these two trucks stuck. We ended up – there was four of us. We ended up stealing a tractor to try to get the trucks out, got the tractor stuck. So two of us end up walking home. Two of us stay with the trucks. And uh, the two of us that end up getting getting picked up by the cops, you know, we're out there walking forever, and all of a sudden this super bright light comes towards us, completely blinds us, lights up the field for miles, and then leaves completely silently. And it was actually warm, and 110% that was aliens. <laughs> I believe that. It's there's dude, there ain't nothing else that you does that shit. Weave? No, dude, we were sober. <laughs> we were sober. Like, dude, what is that? I don't know, dude. <laughs> if I had been by myself, I'd have fucking lost my mind. <laughs> that is some trippy shit. I'm just so happy there was somebody else there to be, to verify. Like, yeah, to verify. We're not it. losing your shit. That definitely happened. We need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there. Yeah, I, I agree. There's something. There's there has to be more than us out there. They could be walking amongst us right now. Oh, they are. Afro Dave. I think if there's anyone, dude, in go the to air, shipping. We have like three of them. Yeah, they're, I, I, you know. they're definitely here collecting information on a daily basis. For sure. Dude, Afro Dave can do a Rubik's Cube in less than two minutes, no matter how you give it to him. That's some alien shit right there. Wait, who can? We have a guy in our shipping department, Afro Dave. No way. And you can give him a Rubik's Cube as fucked up as you can possibly make it, and he'll get it perfect in less than two minutes. We've timed him before. Holy shit. Yeah, it's insane. See, that's impressive. And he'll yeah, do it without breaking a sweat. Like, he'll just look at you right in your eyes. Yep. You can bench 500 pounds. That doesn't do anything for me. Like, that's cool. No, it blo- <laughs> me too. Every time he does it, it blows my mind. <laughs> it's definitely some next level shit. Like, there's that's no amount. It's so hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, there's, I've there's never been able talent. to get one. I'm like, after like, after like five minutes with one of those things, I'm like, fuck this cube. You're like, I want to go eat some chicken. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, I get puzzled by how people can just put those together. I'm like, go eat some chicken. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we answered all the questions. I think on that note, I want to uh, thank Nick for coming on the podcast today. And we're very, very excited that by the time this podcast is out, that everybody will know that Nick Trujillo is now the Blackstone Labs official coach. And um, we will we will make sure that we get lots of video content. We do a lot of videos here at, at, at Blackstone, and, and I like videos more than anything else. The posts are, of course, you know, you'll see his posts on his Instagram, so make sure you're following him there and following the, the hydronics. I want to know, before we go, let's close out on some hydronics talk. Okay. How did you get into the hydronics? Like, like, like put it out there for us, because I'm so fascinated with it. So what happened was I used Synthol throughout my whole career, and I openly talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used Painless Pumps. I used Chris Clark's. I'd use Dave's. I'd use Synthesize. I've used all of them. Um, the one I majorly used was was uh, the Painless Pumps, all the different generations. Yeah, that was what I used. Um, um, I particularly didn't like the owner that much, but for some reason he was the only one that had it. I don't Steve? know if it really was. Yeah. Nah, nobody likes him. <laughs> Um, but I, I didn't really particularly like the product that much because I used to get really bad, um, knots if I used too much of it and they weren't like abscesses. They were just like hard lumps and they weren't big. They were like probably quarter size or so, but I felt like it was like capsulating my arm or my, my delt or whatever the fuck I was, my traps, whatever. I used them all over the place. I used on every body part I have except my ass. And, um, so let's fast forward. I used it for almost, what, fucking 10 years, 12 years, whatever. I always would just mix it with my regular injections. So I would always spot inject my juice. That was one thing O'Regan taught me from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to train your back, shoot your back. If you're going to do your shoulders, shoot your shoulders. If you're going to do your arms, train your arms, shoot your arms. So I would just add, like, if I had two cc's of juice, I would add another cc of painless pumps and put it wherever I was shooting my juice. And that was what I did throughout my whole career. 
And it was never like a loading phase. I never just like took it and just took that by itself. I would just throw it in with my juice shots. Um, and that would be all over my body. So it would be calves, you know, quads, hamstrings, everything. And I, I think it worked really well for me. And then I got a little obsessed with it at the end, and I started adding more and more of it because I just was getting fed up with the way I looked, and I wanted things to respond more. I wanted bigger arms and blah, blah, blah. And then I got some really bad atrophy in my calves and my biceps. And my biceps literally would not grow anymore. Like, no matter what I did to them, how hard I trained them, and I didn't slack in any department. My nutrition was always on point. My training was always hard. My biceps would not grow. My tricep would just keep growing, but my biceps would never respond anymore. Um, so I got a, a MRI done because I wanted to make sure maybe I didn't tear something. I just didn't micro tears or something. And I had these two lumps in both arms that just will not break up. And the only way they said they would get rid of them is if I get surgery. You could feel them when you put I your finger. I have them in my rear delts from, from, from doing the side injections, I believe, repeatedly. Really? Yeah, you can feel hard lumps in there where the doctor told me they have to be surgically removed. Yeah. And the muscle is shut off. Yeah, so I have no – like, I can contract my biceps, but it's not a hard contraction. Mm. I can feel them, but it's not like what I can feel with every other body part. Because I connect really well to everything except my biceps now and my calves. And you can feel them if you you'd put your finger far enough in my biceps. You can feel the two lumps. Yep. So they're permanently there, and the only way they're coming out is if a knife goes in there. And that's not going to happen. So when I was done bodybuilding, I was like, you know what? I should really come out with – this is before I even was going to coach or do any of that stuff. I was like, I want to come out with a, a, a synthol that doesn't fuck up your body. Like, that's all me. Like, I've done synthol my whole life. I know everything about it, and I need to find someone that can help me build it. And I was at my, my plastic surgeon's office, which he's one of my closest friends, and I go to his office all the time for Botox, all that shit. Um, and we were just literally bullshitting one day, and he told me – he makes all his own products. So he has his own factory up here in Jersey. Um, his name is Dr. Aiden. But publicly, he can't be on the brand because of his business and his, and his, uh, his doctor license. So it's, it's my brand, but it's his formulation. And he came out with this Juvederm for your face yeah. that has a lot more hyaluronic acid in it than most Juvederms. And it's for, you know, for obviously for elevating their cheekbones, filling in like the voids in their, uh, their jaw lines. Um, girls use it all over the fucking place, their foreheads, whatever they want to do, their face. And it works extremely well on the face. And one of my close friends got it done on her face. She loved it, whatever. So I literally was just bullshitting one day. I'm like, can I put that in my body? And he's like, I don't know. I never, you know, I'm not, I have no idea. He's like, so I showed him the synthol. I explained him what it does with the fascia, the whole nine. And he told me, like, listen, hyaluronic acid only comes one way, but it's how you, um, don't quote me on all these technical terms, but it's how you expand the molecule size depending on whether it's not, it's going to attach to the muscle. Because in your face, like, you don't have muscles. They have, like, um, I don't know what the fuck it's. I'm not scientific, man. I don't know all these little terms. Like, you don't have real muscle in your cheeks and stuff. It binds to something else, like the skin and the bone or something. So, like, the formula for your face would never absolutely... Because everyone always emails me and goes, I get hyaluronic acid for, like, $20, a whole jug of it. Mm. And I said, go ahead. Like, it's not going to work on you. It's not going to attach to your muscle like that. So, he took him, like, maybe six to eight months to come up with the first formula. And this is going back, like, almost probably two years ago. And I was test them, but none of them would work because they would work for like 
very temporarily, but nothing would stay in the muscle long enough to, to actually stretch the fascia. So then we finally, you know, after all the, all the testing we did with other people and myself, we had one that worked where the molecule size was enough and it binded perfect to the muscle. And I can get him and talk to you, PJ. He'll explain all the fucking science to you. But eventually we got the right molecule size that works with your body. And we started testing it like a monster. So I was shooting it literally all over the place, like you did. Mm-hmm. But not to that excessive amount. But I was using it <laughs> for workouts. And I was working out barely at all. And my body was responding so well, like insanely, that I was like, you know what? I'm like, I, I feel ballsy enough to put this on the market that I can stand behind it. And the, the thing is, Metaform is out there. And this stupid kid, Frank, has one here in Jersey. But... um. Well, you know Frank? Is it the Frank that I got the other one from? Frank the Tank? Yeah. Is that him? Wait, hold on. You tried his? Is it in a... Does his come mixed already? Yeah. Yeah, that shit's fucking horrible. So, Metaform has so, one. So, the took, one... took our boy out of commission. For yeah, dude. Days. It fucking fucked me up. I was like, like what I the fuck did you put in you? Yeah. I, first of all, everything that I read, that it shouldn't come mixed like that anyway. Yeah, no, you can't have it uh, reconstituted because it goes bad. Um, his was in like a, it looked like it was like a thick gel, and it comes, in, you know, mixed. Well, hyaluronic acid is a gel. No, that I do it, know, but I still, I still think it, it, it seems. Well, no, the potency, like as soon as you mix it, like your clock is ticking. Yeah, you got to inject it right and, away. So if it goes through temperatures, which it does in the mail, you are fucked. Well, stupidly, I tried it twice uh, after I had the bad <laughs> results from it the first time. Just because I was, I, I didn't have any of yours, and I had a really good experience with yours, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll try this one. <laughs> and and if you didn't know this yet, I'm just going to give you a heads up right now. That's that's strict PJ form with anything right there. If it goes bad the first time, try it again. <laughs> that's that's strict, strict protocol yeah, right there. Hurt. I'll try it again. So stupid. <laughs> so I honestly thought I was going to go to the hospital. Oh, um, I was sitting. I was sitting with bags of ice on my shoulders, and the fucking they were melting. That's how hot my fucking he's shoulders like, he's were. He's standing oh. in the office talking to us with his his shoulder pressed up against a doorway with a bag of ice yeah. in between it. He's like, I think him? this is melting. No, I don't really even know him. Oh, I hate that kid, dude. He's such a little piece of shit. <laughs> I, I could get. I could talk a whole podcast about that kid. Um, <laughs> but he, he's a little fucking jerk off that kid, and I didn't know he even had a brand out. I think maybe he came out with it after, but. The, pro- the reason they mix it, like Metaform, I don't know if you ever saw that company or not. No. The reason they mix it is because you can get hyaluronic acid from a company in China, and it's pre-mixed. And they mail it to them like uh, that, and they just throw it in a bottle. That's definitely And you can, buy, you can buy gallons of it for nothing, bro, like pennies on a dollar. And they just throw it in a bottle and put a label on it. So to get, it, to get hyaluronic acid the way I do, it's so expensive, dude. We make no- Our margins are horrible on it, like... We barely make any money on it, but the fact is it just works, and we're just counting on volume. Volume, yeah. Um, do you know, uh, one of the things that I was reading, and, and I, I'm sure the doctor knows, I don't know if you got into this, that I read that there's there's two ways to source it, one from animals and one from plants. Right. And I guess the animal version will have more, like, metals in it, like leads and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about, like, where yours is sourced? I mean, anything, well, so, anything that comes from China makes me nervous anyway. Yeah, no, no. Ours is sourced here. It's not coming from an outside source. So, mm-hmm. like I said, he has his own factory here. So, he he makes everything from the ground up. So, everything he does, for even for his um, his plastic surgery office, is made at home base here in Jersey. So, in Paramus. So, cool. 
Um, no, his is not animal based. It's a plant based, and the reason they use the plants is because if, if they do have to use like the animal one, they have to have the machines, the filter, like you said, and those machines are just like insanely expensive. Expensive, but the animal one is supposed to be stronger. Mm-hmm. But which we are testing one because we have another one in the making, which is like version two, but it failed completely bad. And um, like the heating up thing is so funny. You said that because he tested on his right arm, the new one. It was supposedly only supposed to do two injections of it. And that's all you had to do. And your arms were growing like three, four inches, like insane amounts. It's like supposed to be like five, five hundred times stronger than this one. And that's how much different. That's how much different the animal and the plant one is. But. It's very toxic, and the machine that they filtered it through, which wasn't theirs, it was someone else's, it obviously didn't get all the metals out and the, whatever was in there. I don't know scientifically, and his arm is it's still fucked up. It was like a week ago, <laughs> but he said it, it heated up to the point where he felt like there was like a, like someone put a hot pan on his arm. And um, it's got to be what like, it feels like. Well, I, I told them that it felt like there was like a flaming hot, like, 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 uh, fireplace poker in my shoulder yeah and and he said there's like a huge ring like he had a ring of where it like reconstituted in his arm like dispersed mm. so he's like i don't know if we could sell this one this is not a- <laughs> <laughs> but he's like my arm looks fucking awesome but he's like i think it's infected <laughs> that's crazy but, i think it's swollen because it's bleeding so inside we're, we're, and you when you you started using in your biceps were your biceps firing and growing again well so that's the best part yeah i was gonna get to that so like I told him, I said, the, the biggest test would be if, you know, someone has, like, nerve damage and they can't connect to a muscle anymore. So I did it in my biceps and my calves, and I was like, dude, I can actually feel my biceps again in my calves. So we started testing on – I found test subjects for, like, you know, for people who have, like, maybe a, a quad a quad tendon tear or they tore a bicep tendon. Because I never injured anything, so I don't have any injuries and except for my shoulders. Like, I have rotators that are fucked up, and I've herniated discs, but I don't have, like, a torn tendon. So my friends that have injuries, I tried on them, and they're like, dude, I never, like, my one's my one friend's leg is like Michael Lockett's. It's, like, gone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, I can actually contract my leg again. Like, it's crazy. So I was like, you know what? There's definitely an angle for this. So the thing, the problem we ran into was uh, was getting it into the powder form and be able to, for it not to go bad. Because the shelf life in the beginning when we were testing it, like, the, the powder would actually um, uh, evaporate. Because it was so like uh, thin, and it was evaporating after like like a month and a half or sixty days or something. It was like literally disappearing out of the bottle. So that was the major issue, um, which he then figured out a formulation to fix it. So like the powder form is very hard to make. That's why no one has it. And that's why everyone buys like the bottle liquid shit pre reconstituted. And um, who knows what that is? Honestly, it's probably something that's not hyaluronic acid. Because like a bottle of of our stuff costs us almost twenty dollars to make. And we're only selling them for 30 bucks. So it's like, how much more can we charge? Um, you know, one workout's $30 for somebody, you know? So the thing is with that, it's just very expensive. And, and then the, obviously the bottle size is made like that for a reason because after you recon- reconstitute it, you have to use it in one shot. There's no shelf life, really. That's why I tell people don't pre-mix it. Um, really mix it right before you use it. Don't use sterile water. Sterile water is... For some reason, makes it like burn mm-hmm. and doesn't feel right. I don't know something in the the water and the sterileness, the way they they re, um, the way they take the the uh, bacteria out of it doesn't work that well with it. It doesn't. It not only doesn't work well. It just doesn't allow the process to work. Like the gel, like the hyaluronic acid gel gets really thick with sterile water. Um, but I, I think 
I think overall it's been a good experience for most people. Um, I haven't had one, literally one bad feedback yet. The only feedback I get is like, dude, I love it. That's it. And um, people literally obsess over it. Well, I but, definitely um, got to try it. Do you want me to talk about the process of it, like how to use it, or is that? Yeah, I would like to hear it because so well, for, for, for me, the, I put the other stuff that wasn't yours in my rear delts, and honestly, I'm terrified of putting anything back there now because of how bad it fucking hurt. And my rear delts don't fire at all. I, I've tried everything, and, and the most recent thing that I've tried is dry needling where they put a uh, an actual like deep, deep needle, three-inch needle into your spine, into your C5 vertebrae, and then into the, the injured area, and I've gotten a little bit to fire on the left side but not the right, and, cool. and the, the muscles are just basically dead. And and it's it's driving me crazy because I feel like it ruins my physique and and like everyone's like oh you're getting bigger again you're getting big but my rear delts are gone so it's my yeah. shoulders look sloped forward like it, it, it looks like there's a huge part of my fucking shoulder missing and I will do anything I've even talked about getting an implant in it that's how bo- that, that it, it, it bothers me that's so crazy <laughs> so and I have in both sides I have bumps I have two, two the painless bumps yep. And I know that's what it's from. So that was my motive. The only reason to come out with this, it wasn't because I, I saw money. It was just like I want to use it for myself. Yeah. And, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We can sell it and make some money on it. Let's do it. And um, yeah. So I mean, reconstituting it. Listen, you can you can put four cc's of water, but I don't suggest it because it's gonna be too thick. Um, I think five point five to six bacterial static water is the best combination for it because it gets it thin enough, and then. You can use like an 18 gauge or 20 gauge needle to draw it out and then obviously put a smaller pin on it, but it doesn't have to go deep under the muscle. It doesn't have to go like, you know, in a weird angle. You don't have to concentrate at the one spot of your arm. And people yelled at me online like, oh, you told me it disperses through the whole muscle and it goes through the fascia walls. I'm like, no, no, listen. I said like synthol, if you ever use it, dumbass, you can't, you, synthol, you can't get away with doing one shot on each side of your bicep. You have to do like five or six shots. You know, because it's very concentrated. It literally sticks to wherever you put it. So this, I said, if obviously if there's two heads on your bicep, you have to do both heads. It's obvious. You know, so um, smaller body parts, I only suggest two cc's. And I don't think you have to increase it. I think two cc's for smaller parts, body parts are totally fine. Because one cc is not enough hyaluronic acid mixture in one body part. So two cc's is like definitely the, the minimum. Um, and that means like two cc for each bicep, not like two cc each head. Um, so I would do one and one, and always split it up. Same with your triceps, one and one, split it up. Delts, if you're trying to do your medial in your front or your medial in your rear or whatever, split it up. Um, it's not going to go through the the wall in your muscle fascia. It's like that people just don't listen, you know, properly or logically. Um, as far as your bigger body parts go, like listen, I didn't. I didn't overly test it on my quads because my quads were just such a big muscle. I feel like it's going to cost so much money for someone to do that. Yeah. And absolutely, it works on your quad, but it's just like to what expense? Like, cause listen, at the end of the day, all we're doing is like a pump product that you sell. You're trying to get the fascia to stretch more. So you just want a bigger pump for bodybuilding. Um, it's also really, really good for your joints and tendons and ligaments. So, it has, it's a collagen base, so it's really good for your muscle, too. It's not like it's some toxic thing like a painless pump you're putting in there that's probably going to cause damage down the road. Yeah. You know, this is water-based. It's absorbing. You're not, you're not, like, this is the big number one difference. Synthol is replacing the muscle you don't have. So it's like, you know, literally putting uh, 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 some type of compound in the muscle you don't have 
and letting it stretch the fashion more. But that's never going away. That's going to stay there. That's why you and me have a problem. The water-based product is going to be absorbed into your muscle, but allow your muscle fascia to stretch. So at the end of the day, there's going to be nothing there next week or the next day. It's just getting absorbed into the muscle with all the other water and fluids that you already have in there. So that's the safe part of it. But people want, they expect like literally to grow overnight from it. And I tell people like, yes, you could put two inches on your arm because most of the test subjects did. They almost put two inches on their arm. But over longer periods of time, it takes time. You have to train still. Mm -hmm. You can't just use this and not work out or use this and just do a shitty workout. Train just as hard. You're not going to you know? end up looking like those kids in Brazil that don't work out, that <laughs> well, inject yeah. pounds of oil into their biceps. Honestly, like some guy, like did you see fucking John Anderson at that show, PJ? I don't know if you follow. I like, know who he, John Anderson is, and he is something else. I've never actually seen him on, on stage. I only see his Instagram stuff. Look at his leg. He just did the Chicago Pro, okay. and his legs are the, look like those people on Instagram. They're like huge triangles sticking out. So he just bought my product last week, and he just... He literally texted me right before we got on here. and was like, I want to buy more. I love it. And I'm like, John, I'm like, where are you putting it, though? Because you have oil everywhere. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 that's that's steroids. And I'm like, John, like, you don't have to bullshit me, dude. Like, I'm not stupid. He's like, no, I only put oil on my biceps and my calves. And I'm like, okay. They all like, lie. Whatever. I don't know why like, they all lie. I, don't, I just don't understand it. It's the same thing I don't understand about people that lie about being natural. I just don't First of all, juice, juice absorbs. Yeah. It disperses. It goes into your muscle. You you utilize it. Oil. It's you like don't. the guy the guy from Five um, Percent who I liked. He was so fucking nice when I met him. And somebody was like, saw us talking, and they were like, oh, they were like, are you gonna sign that that guy? It'd be a really bad look for Blackstone Labs. And I was like, well, for starters, he's actually a really really nice guy. And if I was gonna sign him, the only way that I would do it is I would want to sit down. And I would, I would want to do a video where he talks about synthol and how he does it and just comes forward with it because people are going to be all over him. And so that got back to him and he DM'd me and he was like, yo man, like I thought we were really cool. And then I heard something that I, that I didn't really like. And you know, if you want to speak up on your behalf. And I was like, sure. And he was like, yeah, like, so like somebody told me that you were saying that like you would only like, um, sign me if you came out, if I came out and talked about my synthol use. And he's like, and I never used synthol before. So I'm like laughing. So I actually sent him a video chat back. And I was like, listen, man, I, when I was competing, I used painless pumps on my shoulders. And I was always open about it afterwards. You can see the tremendous difference. I know what the look looks like. And I said, you know, for you, like just in the picture that I posted of us on Instagram, when I thought you were a really, really nice guy talking about your family and stuff, so many people wrote me negative messages like this guy's loaded with synthol, you know, this and that. And I was like, so I think – Rather than just get bombarded like that by all yeah. the negativity, yeah. just come out. Just teach people how to do it. I go, shit, I'd probably even try a protocol to see what happened to me. Yeah, and, I mean – And he he straight up still kept on going with it. He was like, no, man. He's like, I've never injected anything other no than steroids. And, yeah, and- but I don't get it though. It's it's bodybuilding. We use all these different drugs. What's the difference between taking trend or growth hormone or insulin? It's I, a drug. I, I know. It's it's all it's, it's, it's so, part it's, of the concoction. It's like know? people like, view that as the ultimate cheating though. That's the funny thing. Yeah, but still, it's still not going to get you a caliber physique or a pro physique or whatever you want to call no, it. No, you do it. You do it out. enough. You do it enough, and you look like the friggin' Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, like those Brazilian yeah, guys. Like, right? Yeah. Like people think Greg Valentino had synth on his arms. No, no, he did overly abuse of PED injections that were infected in his arm. Yeah. And with long term use of that, and well, that's he, what happened. He, he told me that he, he had a um, a fifty milligram. Per CC EQ that he liked a lot, 
and that he was doing like thousands of milligrams a week. Right. Of it. So you're gonna he's gonna have scar tissue yeah. from the injections, and that's what happened. It just started getting built up, and then obviously he got infected, and that's when that video came out. But that's not synthol. Synthol does not do that to you. Synthol will just get you blobbly, like 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 a big marshmallow, you know. Um, this synthol will never get you infected either. You don't get an infection. No, I, n- I never had any issues with the stuff that I was doing. No, um, no. And I believe, but, I believe that a very large percent of bodybuilders are using it. A very large percent. Stupid amounts, probably. I think I think almost all of them, to be honest. Yeah, just I mean, no, nobody ever wants to, to be open with it. Which Like, you would never know I had it in me, and I used it my whole career. But I used it smart. It's like being an artist with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I absolutely agree. It's like there's a, an art to it that you figure out Fine. the right way. Yep. Listen, I had delays. my body parts in my off-season sometimes. They looked really bad, and I just wore a sweatshirt. And I, got a, I let it dissipate because eventually it just goes down anyway but, I, I um did you ever do um Clan before yeah of course so yeah. so I, I will say that that was one thing that nolitol yeah yeah that is one thing well, that i used escaline and i use nolitol they're two different though i think that i i got mine from mike liberatory and i i think it was nolitol. oh yeah he had he had escaline uh, yeah that yeah. shit, I used it for Eastern USA's, the, the year that I won Eastern USA's. All I put it in was my arms just to see what it would look like. And my arms were dramatically bigger. Like, dramatically yeah, That stuff bigger. doesn't work on everybody, though. That stuff's scary sometimes. Like, I've deformed myself with that well, shit. There was a show that Craig Richardson did it. And <laughs> I don't know if you, re- if you remember that. I, but just, I just got off the phone with him. <laughs> everybody was like, yo, Craig, what the fuck did you do? He had a hands clasped most muscular and his biceps were, like, touching. <laughs> It was crazy. That stuff was crazy. Yeah, it, it, it inflames. Yeah, for like, you, it lasts for like four or five days. So did you was, listen to my podcast with um, Chris Psycho Fitness? No, nah, I'll have to listen to it. He talks about how he shot Flex Wheeler up in Kevin Ravoni and how he shoots up Rodin. He talks about all of it. Oh, I got to hear that. Yeah, it's really good. Does, Ro- does Rodin know that he went and did that? Yeah. Rodin's using my stuff right now. But. I, 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 uh, I'm surprised that he he allowed that because you know these guys are so secretive about everything. Rodin's gonna after the Olympia is gonna do a video for me. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, yeah. our video we had to throw away because of my FDA situation. The attorney was like, "You cannot have a video of yourself <laughs> injecting yourself." <laughs> so that was actually guess, something. This is all a joke, by the way. If anybody's listening to this, no injections were actually done. You know, it's all I, I was actually gonna ask you um, about it. So like. Over the the course of time after you inject it, how long does it take your body to break it down? Oh, it's broken down literally immediately. Like as soon as you're done doing the injection, it's already getting absorbed. And then the initial inflammation that you get from it, it it's not like an infection and in inflammation like escaline would do to your body because that stuff was used to transport red blood cells for surgery like in babies. And that's what they used it for. So if, let's say they're operating on like your left side of your body. They would inject escaline or nolitol, which is the the German base and the U.S. base, and all it would transport all the blood to someone's other side of their body where they injected it, so that the person wouldn't bleed out during surgery. So now, what that's doing to the body, though, it's inflaming it in that area to keep blood there to tell the body, "Hey, stay blood, keep blood right where I injected it." My my product doesn't do that. My body's t- product's telling you to rush water and fluid to the muscle. It's not telling you to rush blood. Okay. So obviously your muscle cells are full of water anyway, you know, like 80% of them, uh, 80% of your body is full of water anyway. So um, it's just telling your body, it's signaling your brain to tell you to, to flush more water to that area. And it's not like people think it's going to take water out of their fat ass. Like, no, man, it's like intracellular water. It's much different. Yeah. So that's why if you're not hydrated, 
you get extremely dehydrated because it's telling your body to to do something that it's like it's very the opposite of what it's telling you to do. Um, or so it doesn't have the ability to do. Right, right, right. So like, there's really no chemical in your body when you're using this. As stupid as that sounds, um, it's a collagen-based product which you already have collagen in your body. So it's just it's just almost telling your brain to do something and to allow it to do it. And it's not necessarily putting a chemical in there to, to fuck something up that has to absorb or you could test positive for something. I get that question a lot. You don't so, need to run TRT or, or HRT. You know, like you can do it if you're natural too. So in the, in the same sense that, you know, just like you, your brain signals your bicep to fire and, and right. you know, move your hand from lower to higher, then you're, you're just using another form of signaling to tell your body, hey, put more water here. Right, right, exactly. Gotcha. And um, people think that um, it's going to take like subcutaneous water out of an area. It's not. But it's gonna. It, it's obviously going to inflate the muscle a lot. Like as soon as you injected, PJ, you felt the, the, the body like literally start rushing blood to that area. Mm-hmm. You feel it cramping immediately like you have a pump. Yep. So you can connect to that muscle so much better. Like think about it like this. After you train a body part and you have that muscle soreness because it's repairing itself – and you go into the gym next day, and you're like, wow, I can fucking feel that. Like, it contracts that much harder. It's, like, kind of like that. Okay. So when you use it, you're going to feel like you've already trained that muscle. It's, like, almost tight and hard. Yeah, already. no, I, like, I, I, know, I 100% noticed that on yours. The difference, big difference, too, with the other one was that, so the other one, I didn't feel like that. And actually, the other one, I felt like I didn't even get a good pump. And the strange thing is, so, like, with yours, no pain at all. No pain at yeah, all. Yeah, zero. Yeah. So th- with the other one, I would say about three hours post injection, the soreness started se- setting in, and each injection site, the fire started. Uh, and then within a couple hours after that, it was like burning hot in most of the injection sites. That's like, scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was rough. Yeah, there's literally the only reason that you people are like, oh, it does hurt a little bit. I'm like, yeah, because your your body like it hurts to work out. It doesn't. It's not fun to work out. It hurts. So like when you feel that tight crampingness in your arm or wherever you shot it. It's just basically like like a tightness you get from lactic acid buildup, you know? It's the same feeling. It's not pain like from injection pain. And you can use a very small pin, five eighths. Like you can use insulin needles. Like you can do you it's can. Just get ah, see, Big Mike was like using a, a one and a half inch and I was like, bro, I'm, I know. I was like, yo, I'm not I'm not stabbing myself with that. I use the one inch. But I, no, I'll, I'll go smaller if I can. Yeah, you can you can use insulin pins. That's what I use. Ah, and you said you don't have to get it very deep in the muscle. No, it's just got to get in the muscle. See, like, literally, really, like, see, if you can like literally right. drill a little hole and just shoot in there, that's all you're oh, doing. Now I'm now I'm really excited because I was like, I'm not plowing myself with those things. I switched no, to oh, oh, bro. Even my juice back in the day, I never used inch and a half. No, neither never... did I. So I, I even went down to an inch, but if I can use insulin, I'd be happy to use yeah. insulin needles. Yeah, it goes right through it, dude. Like literally right through. Oh, I just yeah. backflowed the now syringe really and fired it. <laughs> I need it for my little baby calves. Well, for our, our, our listeners, oh, I, so I, I, I've, I've only done... fucking insane... But make sure you do it from the from behind though. Like have your calf like resting on a chair. I'll give you a membership to my site. I have all the videos demonstrating how to do it. Okay. You just gotta rest your leg like properly when you do your calf, because if not, if you hit like your Achilles or you hit a nerve, it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> so, I've done that before with that the IGF stuff. And like oh, oh my god, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go from the front of your leg because, like, you encapsulate your calf really easily. Like, I'm, so, I'm so happy that I have genetically good calves and don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so I don't shoot my calves ever. So I'm happy. Like, I've, I've always been like, hell no, I don't want to play anything. Like, PJ's there. thinking about getting a rear delt implant. I'm thinking about calf implants. <laughs> 
See, that's a good investment, though. I would definitely do that if I didn't have calves. That's the- <laughs> no, yeah. I know a guy that did calf implants, and they look pretty decent, actually. I he had sutton- with- yeah, he had really skinny legs. He needed it bad. I do, too. I, need I think it's a good benefit to it. But um, if you're going to do, like, your chest with it, I-, I tell people to start out with two cc's because, obviously, it's not the cheapest product mm-hmm. um, in each peck. But I, I suggest using four because your peck is a big muscle. Yeah. Uh, and you want to get the most out of it, where, obviously. Where, like- where on your chest were you putting it? Yeah, so the video I have on my website, obviously, the reason it's behind closed doors because of, obviously, legality reasons. Um, but I would love to put it out in public, but I can't. But what I did was, just so you can see, this is what I did on the video. I would do my upper pec, yep. like the minor, like this area, and then I would do the major. So I would just literally squeeze my pec so there's, like, pressure off it, and I would just go in the side here. Ah. Don't go to your front of your pec like that. Like yeah, so, so that's interesting because <laughs> that's going right right exactly what we did. <laughs> And my dad was watching, and he was like, you're just going to let him stab you like that? So I wanted to do it in the pec minor how you said. Yeah. That made sense to me. I was like, either going in from the side or into the pec minor. You want to get under the muscle over here. So I don't know what the fuck they were looking at online. It wasn't wasn't you. And they they literally went straight into my (laughs) chest. That's probably why you had pain. You see Pulp Fiction when they they put the red marker on the girl's chest, and they stab her with the giant needle of adrenaline? That's what it was like. <laughs> but like yeah, six of them. <laughs> I show every body part on my site. I go through every body part and explain it. Um, quads, like I do your out. You do your outer sweeps. Mm. Uh, I don't suggest doing your teardrops. It hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's hurt. And um, but you know what I did also do with it is I have really bad tendonitis, and I put it under my skin in my kneecaps just to see if it would work. And it does get rid of my joint pain temporarily. It's Man, not, it's not, I, I would be all over that because my knees are fucked right now. So my I knees would, are so fucked. I would love like, it if that so helped fun. me. Sounds like a so it, it helps for like two, three, four days if they're you know if I'm not abusing them. But if I work out, it like goes away. It's kind of weird. I don't know if it burns off, but it feels so good for like three days, four days. Um, and you're, it's because it's made. It's literally good for your joints. It's collagen. Yeah. You know? Um, it's really good for your joints. Um, I'm, I'm, but it works I'm exceptionally well with like traps. Boy, my traps got like in, it's so inflamed from it. Like I loved it. My traps looked amazing. I'm so, I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna thoroughly document this weird out process because I just sent you I just sent you twenty. So oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm excited because I actually got shitty news the other day. Um, my guy that I was gonna do. Um, the uh, stem cells through. So I, I actually, I finally oh, gave it up. Somebody, I finally gave up everything, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just step to the stem cell treatment now. And he straight up told me, save your money, man. He's like, you're not gonna get what you want. And I was like, why? Really? What's what's wrong with the stem cells? He was like, was he, he was like, you're 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 not. He goes, when you have rotator cuffs that are torn like that, he's like, you're not gonna grow back your rotator cuffs. He was like, see, when you have an injury the- like that. He was like, if you do it right away, there's a chance. He's like, but the longer you wait, the longer you wait, the longer you wait. He goes, it's kind of like if you've got like um, a shade in your window, right? And you pull the shade down, it stays there, but you can snap it and it kind of loses that elasticity. He's like, well, just think like if you keep snapping that thing, reattaching it, re-snapping it, every time it's going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit less to pull down. He's like, and eventually there's not going to be any anything to pull anymore. And he's like, and in your situation with how old and bad your injuries are, he's like, yeah. there's nothing to really work with anymore. Like you can't grow something that's not there. Yeah, I actually had the stem cells done on a on an injury that happened previously right before I had the stem cells done, and it still took like six to eight months to feel any kind of recovery to start happening, and even then it didn't like work crazy magic like people think. 
See, Mel Gibson was on Joe Rogan. I don't know if you saw that episode. No. Um, he got both of his shoulders done, and supposedly he was he couldn't even lift his arms, he said. Oh, dude, and it was really, really painful. They prescribed me Percocets, and I called the dude back. I was like, look, dude, you're going to need to double this up and give me another bottle because like, it was in my <laughs> left shoulder, and it was it was so fucked up. I couldn't do anything. Do you, do you know what uh, Mel Gibson's specific injuries were? He, he talks about it on the podcast with Joe Rogan. Go watch. It's okay. long. They talk about it for like an hour. Interesting. And he went to Panama. He said the Vegas places suck. Like the ones in in United States, they're not real stem cells. Well, because the, Pan- Panama. Panama, they're taking it from the placenta, which is the ideal right. way to do it because those are fresh. It's kind of taboo in the United States. They'd like to it's drill into your bone marrow. marrow. See, that's what I was even told that mine came from the placenta. That's really? like that's mine. Were like it was like twelve hundred dollars a shot. They're not legal here or something. Huh. It's very taboo to do that here because you're taking it out of a fucking newborn Joe baby. Rogan, Joe Rogan got his knees done too, and like they love it. They like swore by it, and they have the doctor's name on the podcast too. They talk about his name, and they can you can call him and talk to him. I'll, 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 I'll absolutely do it because he kind of bought I'm, me out when he like, told me that. I would love to get it done on my back. Like I think it would be fucking amazing. Do you have herniated discs? You don't yeah, have discs? I do. I have. I have. I'm a mess. It sucks. <laughs> I have degenerate discs. Like my back is so fucked. Yeah, my knees fucked. My one shoulder's fucked. Like it's not even fun to my, get out of bed. My my two shoulders are 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 like a mess. They're, I have no labrums at all, and my re- rotator cuffs have individually like different or specific, I should say, injuries to my rotator cuffs. My elbows are fine, fortunately. Um, my hips are okay. My knees are kind of bad, but my knees I know are oh, yeah. just are just tendonitis. Tore both my pecs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like never ending. Yeah, the back, the back. So I have, I have a rib that's got no cartilage in it that pops out, and that shit is just like you can't do anything when that happens. But now, I have um, herniated discs that have that. <laughs> funny thing is, like I usually hurt them doing something stupid like having sex. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not fucking like deadlifting heavy or anything like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Certainly isn't that. I, I was like, squat. I was doing that fucking Amazon move where my legs go up in the air. <laughs> I still haven't tried that movie yet. I'm dying to do that. that you know, it's, it's fucking hilarious because I had never in my life, and I, I, I have watched a, certainly more porn than the average man, and I've never in my life heard of that position it's, until you said that. Very next time me and Tara watch porn, it comes up on a thumbnail. I was like, guys, is that the fucking position? Did you guys do it yet? No, we didn't do it, but we watched it. What? Yeah. What is the move? So it's called the Amazon position. Go on Pornhub and 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 just Amazon? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically <laughs> the, the the woman is in the dominant position, right? So right. it's like if you were if you were on top of the girl, so the guy's legs go back, right? And and so your legs are back like towards like the back. Oh, of the stick is up in the air. And, yeah, and, and exactly. they're fucking you. So like <laughs> Oh, Hold on, your dick is like pushed down. Yes, yes. yes. Oh wow! <laughs> so they're they're like can the that's gotta see? hurt. This so one, they're, this one they're can like, see you. They're holding your legs. Which camera should I look at? This one. <laughs> so they're up and they're they're f- fucking you. So your dick is like straight and almost yeah, down. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Like push balls down. Yes. See, if you're like oh. me and you got that upwards curve, it's definitely a tricky move. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. You know what though, I'm saying? Man. You gotta yank like, that fucker down. <laughs> It's definitely gonna rush a lot of blood to like weird spots. I, I mean, a lot could go wrong with that move, but like, <laughs> but think about everything that could go right. For for me, like, so I, I I like I really prefer like the dominant position in sex. I'm very alpha male personality, but like, it kind of turns me on to like have a little role reversal there and and just like get the Amazon. Like, I'm like very intrigued by it. 
It's definitely different, that's for sure. No, I stu- Pornhub decided that that's what I want. You know Pornhub decides what they want you to see? So I know that my phone is listening to what I'm talking about because yeah. that's like, proof. I've never like, heard of this I before. I think topics on Pornhub. <laughs> Seriously, though. I've never heard of that before. And then the very first time that you say it around me and then the very next time that I go on Pornhub, boom, there it is. Yeah, they're doing they – do, they did – that's how they got it to me. Now they're, they're doing a lot of weird – they're doing a lot of like stepson, stepsister shit for me now. I don't know what oh, I looked bro, at. It's, it's all it's – Are you getting that too? But it's all that comes up. No matter what you look at, yeah. it always reverts back to stepson. It's always, always stepson shit. Do they have that technology like Facebook does? They listen to your phone? I think that they do. Yeah, no, they uh, do. No, I think sure, that they do. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> They're like, we need, to, we need to track their jerking habits. This is definitely the longest podcast we've ever done, right? For sure. So let's... um. Nick, are you willing to do a uh, uh, some sort of like podcast discount for the listeners? Yeah, of course. So um, for Hydronics, if you go to www.hydronicsh2o.com, um, when you check out, it says like referral. There'll be a code there. It says Nick 3D, um, and that'll be 10% off the total order. Well, there you Just go. for the podcast listeners. Yep. Dope. So ten percent off the, the order from the podcast listeners, guys. I'm I've already just from. So I did the shitty one twice, and I've done Nick's three times. And I mean, I think that's pretty like amateurish at this point. Like I haven't gone through the right like protocol for doing it the right way. And just from that, I've gotten so many compliments on my shoulders and my arms. And I feel like doing it the right way. Like I think that my my my. Arms are probably almost as big as when I was in my peak competing. I, I think they're right there, and 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 I've only done it a couple times. My shoulders, I think the rear delts, I I haven't hit because I'm scared from the other one. So if I can get my rear delts back, like I said, I'm not going to compete anymore. But I, I would I, try, I would try one first. Yeah. I I, I, honestly, if I can have my rear delts back, I will be like happy is not even the right word. I'll be. Fucking I have excited. a lot of screenshots, and I'll, I'll send them to you of people that have had worse damages, like worse injuries than that. And they literally call me and like, dude, can I call you and just tell you what happened? My dad, my mom, this, my sister, and they all had muscles they haven't been able to contract in ever, forever how long, and then they'd be able to feel it. I'm not even making this up. It's like true story, like like actually like meaningful stories that aren't just like meatheads trying to get bigger. Yeah, like you know, third-party perspective, I see PJ all the time, and since he's been using your product, there's without a doubt been noticeable growth in his shoulders. Yeah, and, and like people like always just want inches. Like they just like, I want bigger arms. And I'm like, dude, it's not always about size. It's about the way you look. And I have a client named Jason Cohill who I, I sponsor now with Hydronics, and he, he hasn't even been abusing it, and he has it for free. And he just sent me his check infos today. I'm like, bro, I'm like, seriously, I'm like, are you using Hydronics? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, you look like, like he, has a, he has a six-foot body, so he's never, like, filled in all the way. And his upper body looks exceptionally different. He's like, I'm not taping any bigger, like, if I tape my arms, but I look so much yeah. different. He's like just the fullness in my body is crazy. That's what I'm seeing too. So I haven't been that excited about uh, like a bodybuilding supplement in, in a while. So you my, you already have my my uh, thumbs up to it. And on that note, let's wrap this up because we've been going yep. forever at this point. <laughs> I'm actually supposed to be doing the freaking. We're, we're, we're uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So the place that I go to for cryotherapy, which everyone knows I'm an advocate of, definitely helps with my my inflammation. They have the new cold sculpting. They just got it in, and I was very skeptical until I started reading about it. Their places are charging like anywhere from like six hundred to a thousand dollars per procedure, and they're going to do it for me for free because I've done so many videos and stuff for them. Only if we end this podcast, and so, <laughs> and only if they end the podcast. I'm supposed to be there at five, but they. 
it basically you you use it on your trouble spots like girls use it on their on their hips and their asses and shit and guys can use it on their love handles which is where I'm going to do it cuz I'm I'm pretty lean so I think I'll notice it and it it basically is like liquefying the fucking fat cells which is crazy Yeah I've heard of that but I didn't know if it was actually really real Well I'm going to I'm going to know because they're going to do it for me for free so I'm going to go in there and, and and test it out today Yeah and, I wanted to get that done on my glutes back in the day for bodybuilding <laughs> Man, I would have back in the day. I would have done anything on my glutes. John Reagan had me sleeping in fucking Saran wrap in preparation saran age. Saran wrap with the um, with the hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, man. All you would do is just wake up after a couple hours, gross, sweaty, mad because you got tanning. This shit. I would I would wrap myself in the tanning bed yep. before I go. Yeah, uh, he would make so me do all that too. <laughs> and an hour later, I'm back filled up again. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. All right, well, hey, great, great, uh, great show, Nick. Thank you so much for coming on. We're excited about everything. Really excited about everything, too, man. I can't wait. Definitely, thanks for talking to us. You're probably going to get a lot of um, new followers from the Legion. They're going to be looking to you for some new advice and stuff like that, being the Blackstone coach. I know there are going to be people excited about that. And I just want to thank you for giving us a great show, man. I'm excited to have you on the team, excited to try the hydronics. So Thanks, dude. Send me your address. We go off the phone, and I'll send you some. Awesome. Definitely will. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. And uh, we're going to end it just the way we always do. That's with a peace out. Bye.